They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Dang. Matt Hayes. Big asses. No. Big thighs. Yeah. Mia O'Brien. Bent over and let it happen. And Leon Searcy. Yeah. They were smelling themselves. Oh. How you like me now? How you like me now? Welcome in. Tuesday is here. We're a day away from the J-Funk Radiothon. You Nooner Nation will be imploring you tomorrow to stay in the 12 to 3 beat time slot when it comes to giving. I but, already yelled at my mom, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She called me last night. Yeah. Should I give right now? Uh-huh. And I said, no. absolutely not. You need to give between 12 and 3. 12 and 3 she tomorrow. She goes, I have a luncheon. I go, here's the link. You could do it on your phone in the bathroom when no yeah. one's looking. Yep. So we will tell you all about that tomorrow. We got plenty of ball to get into today. Coaches uh, fired. Coaches moving on. A lot of stuff that we didn't necessarily tackle yesterday because it was Victory Monday and soaking up that Jaguar victory, looking at the college football weekend, which we did a bunch of, and we'll do a bunch more uh, because that was the last full Saturday of college football. You're going to get your championship Saturday coming up, and there certainly are some big ball games that we definitely will be talking about. Uh, Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota bringing you today's show. We say thanks to them, and you can always – Find great deals on their lots. They're there to wow you, that's for sure. And if you missed out on Black Friday, you want to make sure that you get it cranking in time for Christmas. Take advantage of the deals because they will keep them low right now. BeaverChevrolet.com, right there on Phillips Highway, and BeaverToyotaStAugustine.com in the AUG on US1. So last night, like I, I, I got a little pick 'em pool. And so we had, I think it was a half dozen people that were in on the total <clears throat> last night. And so I got to go through and I got to take a look at the totals and see who got closest and all this kind of stuff. So I send out the email to the winner, T-Money, and I say, hey, uh, turkey, long gone. You may have had leftovers last night. If you ate your leftovers and watched Monday Night Football, do you know which one put you to sleep? Do you know which one made you fall asleep? Was it the tryptophan from the turkey or that god-awful football that we watched last night? It was bad. Mm. Three, three at the half? Yeah. Okay? Well, that the, set win, me the back. winner did not That's score eight. a touchdown for the first time since 19. That, that or no, set it was the first me time back. for the Bears since 1970 something. Yeah. First time, I think, since like 2003. Uh, 2000, it was a while. Joe, you, you've been spoiled, Joe. That was That's 80s football right there. That's back in the day football. <laughs> I'm thinking that might be 30. It is football. Come on. That was garbage football now. It, 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 all right, so here's what happened. Justin Fields goes out and completes 10 straight passes. You're like, wow, he must be balling. They were all behind the line of scrimmage. Okay? Yeah. It's just it was unflipping real. The only thing that was saving grace for me is the great St. Joe, Cairo Santo. Cairo mm-hmm. Santos. Round of applause. Yeah, that's it. Cairo Santos the from Aug's Brazil on. by way of the Aug. Had the game winner, and uh, all of the St. Aug and St. Joe celebrated with that. But, you know, he came through. Uh, and the Bears with the win. And so now you got to start thinking about what they're doing with their quarterback, what they're doing with that number one overall pick, uh, because people are going to start to tank right now. Thankfully, we don't have to have that discussion, okay? We're not talking about the draft when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but there are some decisions to be made, especially well, with Frank Wright <clears throat> getting fired yesterday. Well, listen, I, the week before the game, Monday night, I, I watched one of the presses where they had Justin Fields talking. The talk was about the first-round pick and what they're going to mm-hmm. do with it. And I think he, I think he was a consummate professional. And he said, "Listen, I'm just going to do what I do every week. I'm going to go about my business. Right. I can't worry about what they're going to do in April, 
And I'm, I think that's a little bit unfair, but that's the nature of the business of the NFL. They don't know what they're going to do with it. They could. A lot of people saying they should take Caleb Williams and trade him mm-hmm. to somewhere else because Caleb Williams is easily you know, the better talent. Right. But that, you know, but that's hard for a player to have to deal with when you don't know what management management is doing because I mean the season is they got five games left, but the yeah. season's practically a wash to be quite honest with you. But he's got to keep getting better because he doesn't know what, what's going to be his future. He's going to be in it's going to be in Chicago. They're going to move him, but. He's got to just get adjusted to the fact that whatever they do, they're going to do. You just got to keep getting better as a player. All you can do is focus on winning these next five games. Yeah. You keep getting better. And if whatever team, they, whatever they decide to do with you, you deal with it as long as you can get better by the end of the season. So the last team we saw move on, Matt, from the quarterback that they had drafted that year. Now, that obviously, Justin Fields has had more time than that. He came in the same draft with Trevor, so he's three years into this bad boy. But Josh Rosen was a top ten pick. They changed coaches. They Remember immediately – they basically just gave up on him, and we all know that he just kind of floated around the NFL. Where so, is he right now? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was like he was one of the first poster boys during the pandemic. That He's a free agent. Yep. Yeah, it didn't matter like how high you were drafted or how long you could, how long you've been in the league. You could be on the practice squad. He was the first guy I remember. Like, how is he eligible for the practice squad? But that's been Josh Rosen's existence in the National Football League. So anyway, they go and they get Kyler Murray. Well, they see enough in Kyler, they give him a, a big contract. Well, then, then the injury happens, and now they don't truly know what they're going to do. Would the Chicago Bears just basically bail three years into a top ten selection? Did you watch say it we last got, night? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, did you I'm, watch the two fumbles last yeah, night? Yeah, I'm, I'm behind the idea of saying we got to scrap this and we got to move on, but do you still have enough around whoever you go get? I mean, if you if you still believe in him, you better go hire somebody that can coach him. Yeah, and if that means you go get Ryan Day, whatever, you better hire somebody that can coach him, that knows him, that knows how to coach quarterbacks, that can put a system where he can be successful, that can get a few offensive linemen that can protect him. You got to at least help him a little. That's bit. it, the line, really. They've got. I mean, they have nothing around terrible. him right now. They're so limited in what they're doing. So I. I mean, do you give up on him if you if if you're right there? I feel you've like got because, that pick because of the spoils ah, of riches at the quarterback position. If you were to pass on, let's just say a Caleb, I don't think Drake, they will. And I'll tell you whomever. why: because it's been so long since they've had a quarterback, and so long since they've had that franchise type quarterback. Yeah. They're going to be grasping for straws. And you see a guy like Caleb Williams, who, I mean, he's he's rare. There's no other way to say it. He's rare. Well, let me ask you a question. What about the organizations that says they're going to do anything different if they get him? What do you mean? The Chicago Bears organization. Right. Like, they what, what are they going to do? Oh, 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 what about them? Yeah, what about the organization that says they're going to do anything different? They won't even do to help Yeah, if you're going to do that, keep fields or get rid of fields, you better get rid of what you got at the head of your system right there. You better get somebody that knows offense that can – coach quarterbacks, and that can develop quarterbacks. Because here we go. Uh, Caleb Williams, yes, is generational. But correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. He had an offensive line that had questions throughout the duration of this season. There's a reason they lost four games. Both seasons. He was and, he was under duress, yeah. and we saw what happened when he was under duress. And if anything, the play calling in Southern California this year was geared towards, okay, we know we can't protect, so Caleb, just figure it out, go off script, and that's what our offense is going to be. I don't think the he's, offense is why they lost yeah, games. Yeah, the offense is the defense. He I still agree. played really well this He year. still played really well, but it also was a flawed offense. You can't deny that, that it was, hey, Caleb, figure it out. And the fact that they put that much pressure. Yeah, they're they're putting up like 40-plus points good. a game. Yeah, because Marshall Caleb. Good back and Marshall Moore's a really good running back. He's going to play in the NFL, too. So I, 
I think it's defense. Honestly, I think it's defense. I, I, I think at this point. Which the Bears defense did look pretty good last night. Yeah, if you're, if we're going back to USC, if you're at USC, I would just get Zach Arnett, who just got fired from Mississippi State, and say, what do you want? How much money? And just and hire him. Because I still wonder they're about. They're desperate for someone who can coach a defense. Yeah, I still wonder about Lincoln Riley and his devotion <laughs> to, to that job, honestly, because he. You think he might leave? Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. I don't think it's impossible. I do not think any of it's impossible. You keep mentioning Ryan Day, mm. and I think Lincoln Riley. Panthers? Has, Car- uh, Carolina? Bryce Young. I mean, there's three. It's it's Harbaugh yeah. Day and if yeah, exactly. Riley, Harbaugh, one hundred percent. Those yeah. three, I think, are the are the ones where you're like, yeah, they're gonna. I think I actually think it's gonna be Harbaugh and Day to let it go. Yeah, and so you think Ryan Day? So all right, Ryan Day's got to make a decision. He's not doing anything yet because they still still get in the playoff. Once this weekend happens, yeah. and if they're not in the playoff, mm-hmm. then he can do something. Mm-hmm. I, I I just like if he has Harbaugh leaving, then he can get right back at, at that top of the pyramid can in he? the Big Ten. I, he had been. Think of how many times they've been in the playoff. He beat him once. He beat yeah. him once in 2019 when the when Herb just basically gave him a, a team that was ready to beat them. Yeah, He's I'm only saying, lost I'm seven saying, games in his entire time. Right. No, right. I, I look. Right. I'm not disagreeing with you three, at three all. His. Right. Yeah. He's the only team he's lost to in the Big Ten is Michigan. That's right, it. Right, and, and the number was, it's like I said, if Harbaugh leaves, that's my point. If Harbaugh leaves, why would Ryan Day want to leave when he can stay there and, and rule the Big, 12, yeah, Big, I don't know Big that he Ten can. once again? What if Michigan hires the right guy and they just keep cruising? I don't know, but I, I look at the numbers, and I'm just going to see if I can find it. The total number of losses outside of them beating one another, it's like a 51-3 and record between the – the two of them, the last uh, three seasons, and I bet some of those losses were in the playoffs. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's it's nuts how good they've been against the rest of the league and whoever else they play. And heck, you can look at Michigan this year; they played a a crappy, crappy non conference schedule. It really didn't get meaty as far as Saturdays were concerned until the last month. Really. I mean, if you're Michigan and Harbaugh leaves, and you're in the middle of two, not one, two NCAA investigations, mm-hmm. okay. And the idea of you being hoity-toity Michigan is now long gone. Don't you just give Lane Kiffin a call and say, hey, you want to coach in the Big Ten? Does Lane, can he wear that SIP hoodie in the Big Ten? No, I don't but, know if he can. No, but if you're going to get wild at Michigan and start like being <laughs> defined of the NCAA, just get all kind of crazy. Yeah, you could. You right? could. You could. Uh, all right, so we got college football to do today, and we'd love for you guys to jump in. Six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can also go to YouTube. All you got to do is search ten ten XL. We'd love for you to hang out with us. We're streaming, so say hey on YouTube, and it's real easy, JJ. This is the Yahoo pop off chat line. Yahoo. So give us something there as far as what you think, as far as the the head coaching carousel. It's Michigan. Going to be without Harbaugh, you know all that kind of stuff. You can jump in on it. Uh, the firing of Frank Reich yesterday, it does leave kind of ripples that are running through, and then there were multiple assistants that also were canned by Carolina. And there's been some fallout, some aftermath of this, and there's no question that there was a disagreement that the the coach felt like C.J. Stroud was the better quarterback coming into the league, and that the owner wanted Bryce Young. Well. So, of course, David Tepper tried to back. Yeah, there's all sorts of conversation about that, whether it's real or not. Right. So he tried to backtrack on that this morning and insisted that he did not sign off on it until well into the process. Mm -hmm. And they came to him and they said, we want Bryce Young. And he said, yes, I want Bryce Young. Now, 
With that said, we also know that there has already been this division within the coaching staff because David Tepper was quick to note that it was not he that fired Josh McCown and Deuce Staley, but it was instead the interim head coach, who, of course, is a defensive-minded guy, Mm -hmm. which means that it was the one offensive, I don't want to say, uh, brain trust member retained, but it was Mike Caldwell, the former longtime NFL head coach, who had the ultimate say in that, which would suggest to me that there's some sort of, I'm not going to say there's a leak or there's a division or something like that, but you retain a couple guys, yeah, and then they fire some of their own, mm-hmm. and there already were rumblings of like, well, David Tepper's not happy with Frank Reich, but he's happy with other guys. It just sounds like a lot of drama to me. And again, this is just from looking from you know a thousand miles away, right? I don't know that J- Jim Caldwell has never been the type of guy that looked like he's a saboteur. He never has, Leon. He's never looked at a guy uh, look like a guy that I want to take your no, job away no. from you. He he could be a quiet assassin for all I know, but he has been, you know, the most he seems to be a gentleman, very um uh unassuming when it comes to these types of things. He just Jim goes Caldwell out. used to be the Colts, right? Yeah, he used okay. to be yeah. with the Colts, the Colts and heck all the, the way Lions. back. Yeah. yeah, all the way back to his days at Wake Forest. Yeah. He's been a good coach for a long long time, a very well-respected guy, guy who almost got hired here. Let's not forget oh, that. Uh, and and so anyway, he may have advised Tepper that this thing isn't going well, and then he would be submarining the head coach because there was so much infighting. I don't know that if that's true or not. Can I throw another mm. variable at you guys? Mm. And a lot of you are going to roll your eyes when I say this because he's a very um, mercurial character in these parts. But Mike Kay, formerly of First Coast News, Pro Football mm. Network, NJ.com, now with the Charlotte Observer, was quick to note behind the curtain, Panthers owner David Tepper was set to be cut off at the 10-minute mark. Another question got in, so we went 14 minutes. The Panthers had six spots reserved in the front row, and only one was taken, so most of the daily beat writers had to sit in the second and third rows, and that included Scott Fowler, who is essentially the Gene Fournette, the columnist of the Charlotte Observer, was not allowed to ask a question, Mm. despite raising his hand multiple times. So there's just a media has been covering the Panthers since their inception. A gag order has been not not by design, not a, an ordered gag order. They're just not calling on them to ask questions. Oh my gosh! Uh, I guess I look. It 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 can become a mess in a hurry. Well, yeah, well, I mean, how can we be reassured that C.J. Stroud goes to the Panthers? They don't have the same success he's having the Texans. The Texans are true are much re- more refined on both sides of the ball. I mean, we thought the transition was going to be a little. We thought the transition to them being a good team is going to take a little longer. Yeah. But that yeah, that's attributed to the players and the coaching staff. You know what I mean? But but the Panthers are a mess. I mean, I, there's no guarantee that C.J. Stroud goes to the Panthers that he's going to have the same success that he's having right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just organizationally he seems to be in a better fit. It's just unfortunate that Bryce Young can't give up on the kid. I mean, y'all want to give up on a kid that's just been in the league six months. Hey, give up on him. You just gotta no. you get you just gotta find the right people to put the right people in front of them so you can have success. Uh, a kid I mean, just doesn't go from Alabama winning the Heisman and all the stuff that he's done in college to just come to the league and just you know flounder the way he's. That'd flaundered. be a monumental mistake to give yeah. up that kid. But, but it does it does speak volumes he's, to how much good was around him in college and, um, and we and you know well, this better than we do. Well, well, that, we that, cannot that, forget that, that was good quarterbacks good, in college good flame all, out yeah. all the there's, time. There's good, good around good, quarterbacks good. in college all the time. They end up playing great in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the draft is lit. The draft is 50-50. It's a coin flip. It depends on where you go and where you get settled in and what you got around. Trevor Lawrence had a lot of good around him at Clemson. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, good around yeah. him. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud had a lot of good around him at Ohio yeah. State. So yeah. I, I don't I – don't, 
I personally don't use that. I, I look at he, the offensive line's terrible there. They can't protect him. So you're talking about not being able to protect a guy who's 5'11", 185 pounds. Right. He's going to get killed. Yeah, his biggest challenge is what he's dealing with physically before you get to anything else, yeah. honestly, playing and, the right, game. But, but, but to, be, to be fair, Drew Brees was 5'11", 205, right? right? There, are, there are very few exceptions. Yeah. Well, Russell sad, Wilson, same it can happen. very few exceptions. Yeah, the sad thing about it is that they invested in an offensive line to protect them, and they've come up short. Yeah, well, true, they, true. They better get a better coach there. Right? Right. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Well, the players need to stop robbing. Yeah. Picking up checks on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's a, yeah, you, there's no question. You're not going to give up on a guy that fast because he he, he represents so much. He has a, a, a leadership quality, an aptitude, uh, definitely can make the throws. There's a lot of things that he can do well for you. And towards the end of the, of the run, after he had the Heisman in his hands, trying to improvise behind a kind of a suspect offensive line last year for Alabama. Remember what he had to do. He had to freelance a hell of a lot more than he had the previous year and was still able to do it. So there's a lot of good in Bryce Young. By by no means am I looking at him and going, Jamarcus Russell, I'm not doing anything no, like I mean, that. I mean, honest, yeah. to be fair, both years at Alabama, he got sacked over 70 times in two years. I, just, I really remember that last year where he had to work his fanny off he was, to get out of harm's way. He did a lot there with not much around him, believe yeah. me. not as far I shouldn't say not much around him because Alabama is Alabama. But he did a lot there. Comparative to what Mac Jones had, to what Viola had, Jalen Hurts had, it's not even close. He did a lot there, much less than what those guys had. Mm-hmm. So if you if you look at it right now, and and, and I, I can't believe we're I'm, I'm drilling down on the draft, but whatever. I guess the, the the entertainment of this is that Jacksonville's not in the conversation, okay? But Carolina's lost four in a row. New England's lost four in a row. Washington's now lost three in a row. New York, the Jets have lost four in a row. Uh, amazingly, the Giants have bounced back with a, a couple of wins, if you can believe that. And so we are entering tank month, okay? Oh, in a yeah. couple of days. I looked are, at the tankathon uh, yeah. numbers last night, and yeah. oh, it was so nice to not see the Jaguars. You better we, believe it. But we would know how to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. We've been looking yes. at tankathon for years. Yeah. And oh. so I'm trying to figure out exactly which of these teams is going to go down the right. drain and, ma- and, and ba- make sure they don't win. Right. So my, my buddy, John, who you guys know, John Alba, works for mm-hmm. SMY now, um, obviously covers the Giants and the Jets a little bit. And so uh, we were talking about it last night. Mm-hmm. Look at the New York Giants. They won again with Tommy DeVito under center. Tyrod Taylor, Leon, will be eligible to return off of IR next week. Mm-hmm. They're currently slated to pick sixth overall. Their administration has insisted that Daniel Jones will be their quarterback next year when he returns from his ACL injury. Yeah, that's what their mouth says. But so, so my question for you is to, to Joe's point yeah. of where are we in Tankathon season? Do you keep Tommy DeVito under center, or yes. do you bring Tyrod Taylor back? Because the reality is, what as much if- as they're picking sixth, they're also two spots back of a wild card. Mm-hmm. They're two two games back. Excuse me. Oh, that's not happening. I agree. But it's but there are some big brains out there that would say, well, they're only two see, they, games back. Well, see, they want to give you the illusion of that they're trying to make a playoff run. But I'd be surprised if Devito is benched. I, I think he's going to ride this thing out. See what mm-hmm. happens. He's the tank commander. He's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you listen, if you've got that guy, I couldn't think of a better tank commander than Tommy Devito. No, right? yeah, and, and believe it or not, to have a tank. Yeah. I, it was funny. Exactly. So when uh, we and we love Josh Dobbs around here, it was great. You know, citizen in Jacksonville. It's fun while it lasted. Fun yeah. while it lasted. But the reality is, is that the proverbial media darling torch has been passed, boys, from Josh Dobbs and a little bit CJ Stroud, although obviously he's proven his worth. So he's yeah, still. He's actually, he's actually uh, good. He's right. actually one of the best yeah, quarterbacks he, in the league. Right. He's yeah. actually good. But I think the torch has been passed from Josh Dobbs 
to Tommy DeVito. What was the movie called? Crimson Tide about who was going to man this up? And there yeah, was a, Sean there was, Connery. It was a mutiny, and there was oh yeah. No, Crimson Tide no. was Sam, or I mean uh, Denzel, Denzel and Gene Hackman. Yeah, who's going to one of my favorite great movies? You're thinking of who's going to write? Oh, Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. There you go. Okay. Yeah, you I, three five I, seven. Are you trying to say who has the con? Is who, that what you're saying? Is that who has the con? All right. Before yeah. fledged well, mutiny. It, it, it's funny because <laughs> you are trying to figure out a tank commander like Gardner Minshew. Like right now, he's having a little bit of a run. G had no choice. He was the tank commander oh, by yeah. default, and he's oh, you know out he's there playing busting. well. Yeah, yeah, he was actually doing too much. Yeah, and they're like, back it down, bro. This is not what we had in mind. Okay, we traded everybody. Didn't you notice that? Mm. Uh, we let go of Leonard. Okay, this is not going to go the way you think it should go. And so it was a bit of a bummer for him. What about the Pats? I mean, the Pats lost oh, to yeah. the Giants. Oh, they, they are no, in prime spot to get one of those and quarterbacks. we have a lot of Mac Jones defenders. I think we must have some Bulls alums on the text sure. line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures because they brought that up, JJ. Like, if we're going to talk about Justin Fields and, well, if you surround him with better talent, he would look better. Um, can you say the same about Mac Jones? I think they're both ass. I, I listen. I don't I know. I think they're both terrible and will never yeah, start yes. for another team after I, I this. I don't know how you can defend that. Well, the, they're both the, terrible. He is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. He is not. The, he's not a victim of the problem. He is part of the problem because he has made some terrible Certainly. decisions with his throws recently. Uh, and Bill O'Brien was supposed to come in there, life preserver and all, and basically save that offense. But Belichick's at the head of this. Okay. Because they stripped away all that talent. They, they went and had like 49 running backs, hardly any receivers. <laughs> Traded they, the kicker, drafted one in the fourth round. Went and spent all that money on tight ends and, and haven't really gotten any, any productivity or identity on, on the offensive side. But, yeah, Mac Jones has been part of the problem. And then, you know, as soon as you sit him down, Bailey Zappi's doing the exact same thing. So they're 2-9 and nine right now. And the look on the – Bailey Zappi, another good tank commander. Yeah, exactly. The, the look on Belichick's face – when they missed that field goal, God knows what that total was in that game. I think what it was a ten to seven or some just some foolishness, and you're just like, hey, uh, it, it's it's it brings a smile to my face to see a frown on Bill Belichick's face. It really does. The hood and the frown, I love it. So right now, Tankathon says that they are sitting third in the overall draft order, two and nine, strength of schedule five thirty six, and they've lost four in a row. So it's Carolina, Arizona, England, New England, Chicago, and then Washington. Find out where they go from here. Tampa Bay's got to make a decision. Okay, Tampa Bay, we get to see Tampa Bay in a couple of weeks, uh, a few weeks' time, or right around Christmas time, because you've got to figure out what they're doing. They've now lost a couple of them in a row. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. Um, all right, real quick, when we set up this next uh, segment, we need to start doing our Power Five in college football, but our Power Five in the NFL. But we also need to take a look at, if, are there any more firings that could be coming once we get through this championship Saturday, are they all done in the college football game? And then who's the next that could be on the line when it comes to the National Football League? So we'll get into all that coming up. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, they bring you today's show. It's XL Primetime. Thanks for hanging out with us. Definitely jump in in the conversation as far as who's terrible and the Jaguars aren't part of the conversation anymore. Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. A couple of news and notes before we get into our top fives in the National Football League and college football. Uh, First and foremost, uh, Duval Baller on our YouTube chat line. This is for you. Uh, Graham Mertz, the Florida Gators quarterback, not named a finalist for the Davey O'Brien Award because I know you love 
when we talk Florida Gators. And I also know that all you Nooners out there love when we talk Heismertz. Um, unfortunately, not one of the finalists for the prestigious award given to the best <laughs> senior quarterback in college football. Also want to note, putting a bow on our conversation regarding David Tepper and the firing of Frank Reich up in Carolina. Did you know the Panthers are 30 and 63? That's 33 games below 500 since David Tepper bought the team in 2018. You know, you know what I think I've learned, honestly, and you can go back in time and you can think of some of the owners because Tepper came in just, I got all the money, guns a-blazing. I'm did he say here. that in his first press was, conference? Was like, I believe he did. Well, if you, if you, I, you think of the people that were just like <laughs> so like out there. <laughs> you know the dude that took over the Clippers? Just remember how, yep. you know, he's just all Steve over Ballmer. the map. What's his name? Like Steve Ballmer. Yeah, I like him. I like him. But, you know, these types of guys, they come and they're like, we got all the money in the world, and, and damn it, we're not going to uh, slow play this thing. We're going to win. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to Jerry Jones our way right to There's the There's no gray. Everything is black and white. And so Chad Khan is a perfect example of having to make a lot of mistakes before you finally get one right. Because Chad, when he said, I got this one right, was before the Doug Peterson hire. It was the one before that uh, with Herb. And Probably so, wasn't right. It ain't easy. And I was going back and looking at some of the texts, whatever, just conversations, and people saying that they were happy to be part of history because this was like the fastest to 100 losses under a new owner. (laughs) That's what Shad was dealing with. And so Tepper's going to have to go through some of the same stuff. Which, did you also see the stat from over the weekend that with their victory over the Houston Texans, the Jags have now gone one game ahead of the Texans all time in winning percentage wow. as a franchise. And you know the winning percentage or the series record between these two teams. Houston's basically doubled up Jacksonville. Which means that, so for all the wins that they've had, yeah. that's still now ranked, I believe, 29th, and the Jags are now 28th all time, or it's 30th and 29th, something like that. Yeah. Um, the majority of those wins that the Houston Texans have to their all-time name are over this team. So the original NFG texted in, Leon, and, and, he's, and he's making a good point. Uh, and Tom Brady caught flack over the weekend about saying, you know, this is you know, mediocre and bad quarterback play and all this kind of stuff. And Alex Smith clapped back and said, you know, you, you were part of that. Okay, you won a championship off of this, quote, bad quarterback play just a couple of years ago. You're you saying that that's not a, you know, a good win. And so anyway, the, the, the NFG says there's been some great football played this year, great football. And then some really, really bad football. And I don't, I don't disagree with him. Top, top of the line football and but bad football well, in the yeah. same season. Yeah, I mean, the NFL has been there a lot. I mean, even when I played, I mean, you had the elites and then you had you had the bottom feeders. So, I, mean, I mean, who are the elites this year, though? The elites this year? I mean, um, I don't know. If we've we'll, seen we'll do our great. top five well, coming I'm, up here. So, yeah, the, the worst, the oh, last the worst player, the, the picks. butt bad? No, I'm saying like. That that's the deal. Like Brock Purdy is the quarterback yeah. for the quote best team in the NFL. Yeah, like so. that's that's going to Brady's point. Like we're yeah, but, very mediocre. Yeah, but Brock, yeah, but Brock, Brock Purdy ain't mediocre. He's playing well, right? Yeah, yeah. he's playing, he's playing well. great. What about those three losses? He was terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, yeah. well, they they well, lost Trent. They Brock lost Purdy C-Mac, is what we're lost. saying has been great this year. You know, then fine. I yeah. think Brady's right. Then yeah, I I, I think. There is a lot of truth in what he's like saying. It. Get your as ass as, out there and play then. Yeah, as far as mediocre quarterbacks. But there are so my, – my answer to that is there are so many great defensive players out there and so many great athletes in the game, and we are not producing enough good quarterbacks. I do agree with that. And the NFL has not 100% adopted the RPO. 
and the spread well, and all that stuff. It's close. I know it's well, very it's close. It's really close, it, it, man. You want to know why? Because it has to happen. Those are the quarterbacks well, yes, that are coming out of college. Yes, that's what they're getting. Yes. yes. I, I was thinking about that in the Bills yeah. and the Eagles game. Yeah. Every play now is shotgun. Everyone. Yeah. They now have – it's now assimilated completely into the NFL. Yeah. And you can't deny it. But that game we saw the other night. To your point, that's yeah. all they're getting now from college. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Well, well, I mean, look, listen, Brady, is, is, he sounds a little bit like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley says the NBA is watered down because a lot of these players are coming out too early. They're not developing their skill set. They're getting in, into the NBA and trying to make money. I think Tom Brady's looking at it. It's like, you know, Tom was in Michigan, what, five years, able to develop. You know, a lot of these kids are getting Still into the system. Yeah, a lot of these kids. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> with that six five forty. But a lot of these kids are getting into these systems, shotguns or whatever, and they're not fully developed. They come in the league and they spot. I love Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had what one year as a starter? Yeah, one year as a one starter. And a half, yeah. One and a half years yeah. essentially as a starter, and he's saying that the quarterback play is watered down. But he, he, Tom's got to also remember that this game has been structurally built around him and the fact that you can't hit quarterbacks anymore. When he went down, in what year? What, what year he went down? The, the knee injury, whatever. Something I mean, like that. That changed the whole. That, that's the whole paradigm of a yeah. quarterback and how you hit him and play started with how Tom Brady went down. Yeah, they said, we'll have none of that. We'll have yeah. none of that. <laughs> that, made it, that made it easier for quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely but, but made it easier. that should be – I mean, that to me, that doesn't have anything to do with if guys are good or not. It's easier for them now. Well, and, they definitely have And rules. Alex Smith saying, yeah. yeah, you won during this. It's like, yeah, exactly. That's my point. I was 40-some years old. I won a Super Bowl, and everyone knows that wasn't peak Tom Brady. Like, right. Yeah. But to be fair for He's Tom Brady, you could was... also look at Alex Smith and say, and you were one of the guys that sucked when I played. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. Guy, right? exactly. Yeah, but, but to Amen your point about – To your point about <laughs> – uh, No, I know yeah. he does. Yeah. To your point about the NBA, I, I think the NBA is more of an individual league. So I kind of agree with Charles on that. This mm-hmm. is more of a team sport. So, yeah, but the I mean, most important they've position got to, Well, they've got to be in college for three years. But That's you always say if you don't get the quarterback right, yes, you do. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yes. In the NBA, you can go Steph Curry and them change the game a little bit because mm-hmm. you actually had to be a shooter from outside, and we're going to three-point you to death. And instead of banging it inside and just getting all those points in the paint, you had mm-hmm. to have – you had not finesse – Necessarily, but you had to be a, a good shooter because the NBA. Well, there was a time when it was a little bit of a lost art well, I mean, being a good shooter. I mean, Steph and Clay killed the big man. Yeah, the, not not the big it's, man, but the post play killed it. Absolutely, you're letting, you're letting Clay drag I, along there. Say, uh, yeah, I threw him in there too as well. By the way, they killed the post play. By the way, we I used will, to love the post play. We will not bring up Clay drag along with him. He had some phenomenal years before his injury. He's one of the best shooters of all time. We will not bring up a 44 point loss to the Lakers last night. Oh yeah, don't bring that up. Please don't bring that up. Let's just move on. Uh, move on. Uh, moving on in the news and notes, I do want to also note a uh, round of applause for our guy Freddie T. Once mm-hmm. again for the fifth season in a row, yeah. named a semifinalist, one of 25 semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let's get him to that top 15 finalist. Let's get him into the hall. Gosh, it would be great if it happened. And and he is such a stud. And when we talk about what Damn. has changed in the game, the the not the respect for the running back, but the the importance of the running back has has been diminished. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think the vote getters. I don't, I don't think they watch the film. I think they just see the name and they just project on who should go. With. Go, go watch the film of Freddie T. I agree. Please, please, just watch the film of Freddie T. Yeah. Which a friend of mine also noted. They're not only going to hopefully watch the film of him playing, but they watch him on the Pivot podcast. Yeah. yeah and there I, is something to as much as I believe, and I know <clears throat> this to be fact and, that. The guys sitting around that table, Leon, you know it as well. Uh, they're they're probably not the target audience of the Pivot Podcast. Mm-hmm. They all watched. 
Freddie T play. Yeah. But I think their grandchildren and the people that surround them, I think well, that they listen to the pivot. They know the name Fred Taylor and the brand he now yeah, has. He's becoming well, more familiar well, I mean, now. Well, this, well, this is what amazes me so much with Fred T. He does an outstanding job on the pivot play. But my first two years of it with him in Jacksonville, Freddie T made a said a paragraph. He didn't talk. Right, he yeah. didn't say anything. I mean, he he said, listen, he said it with his play. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He got went out there Sundays and shine, but then when I see him on the pivot now, he just I'm like, okay, credit to you. And and like you got to jump in with RC talking now. I love Ryan Clark. Oh, Ryan right. Clark, he'll yeah, get yeah. you know he'll get his share. But I I, I just now, I was on the radio show down in Miami with uh, Crowder. Yeah, and I Crowder bet. can. Yeah, he gets a, he gets a crumb. He's got some chatter. He got some chatter. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he does. But I do think people become more familiar with Freddie T, and they may they may like okay, I need to look him up a little bit more. But we're mm-hmm. we're talking about informed voters when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's not like there's a bunch of uh, this is not yeah. a Pro Bowl vote. Uh, these are guys who should be informed, and and for whatever reason, he he landed in an in an NFL era where there were great running backs all around him. He was one of the greats, but less appreciated, and it was in large part because of the market. I do believe that at that time. It was not. Well, I was saying where we had to fight for Big Bo. Yeah. I mean, Big Bo in that era in the 90s was was a perennial one or two offensive line. It was either Baselli or Ogden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, so we had to, I mean, we had to throw the same punches to get him in. It's I true. mean, so we got to do the same thing with Freddie T. And, and the one nag for Tony was the total number of games. And there's mm-hmm. not a nag on Fred other than the lack of Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. which I also think is – it's just sheer math. There were there were yeah. other guys getting votes in bigger markets, and Curtis Martin was great. Jamal Lewis was great. You can go down the line with the guys that were great. It just mm-hmm. he just did he didn't score enough touchdowns, unfortunately, at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. It ended up costing and, him. And it's a travesty that Jimmy Smith was not mentioned. Yeah, true, true. Travesty. And and if if Freddie were to gain a little momentum, then the next guy to mm-hmm. gain momentum will probably be Jimmy. But staying on the quarterback theme here, real quick, and just talking about whether or not I, I do believe that <clears throat> that we're we're lacking in enough good quarterbacks when you have to look at the backups that have played this year and none of them, not, not a lot of them have been able to step up and stand out. Josh Dobbs, like we said, kind of got exposed last couple of games. But if you take a look at eight quarterbacks that were taken in the 2021 draft in the first three rounds, that is the most in NFL draft history. That means teams were desperate for them. They were drafting high for them. And let's just hit them real quick. Trevor, Check mark. Okay, there's no question about that. Zach Wilson, eh. Eh. right now an F, a big old fat fail. Trey Lance, eh. big old question mark, and you can easily go big old fat fail because he's not done enough to warrant play. He and Brock, out he's, of the uh, yeah. he's 100 percent of yeah. And Brock Purdy yes. took over, so mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant from the number three pick overall. Keep going. And so then you got Justin Fields. Big question mark. Mm, almost he's on the fence. Game. He's on the fence. He's teetering. Yeah. They're probably moving. He could fall either way. He could, he, could fall, he could fall either way. <laughs> yeah, like they're probably moving on from him, <laughs> but he still may have a place in the league. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'll definitely yeah. have a place in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. but not necessarily the answer. Mac yeah. Jones, fail. Also Big, very yeah, teetering. Exactly. No, I ain't no teetering. That's a fail. You think it's a fail? That's a fail. Sixty fourth pick overall, second rounder, Kyle Trask. And, and, and that's man. how quickly it fell in terms of the talent level in the college game in 2021 that Kyle Trask had this unbelievable year and he was drafted 64th overall as the, at that time, presumptive replacement uh, for when Tom Brady stepped away. We all know that that has not happened. Kellen Mond, two picks later, man. 66th. Davis Mills, third rounder, sitting there 
And, and he's sitting on the sidelines uh, hey, in Houston. He's with a great CJ. backup, which is what many people thought he would be. Yeah, and so that's it, honestly. Mm. And we could do the same Coin thing flip. with a number of these other, you know, more recent drafts. Mm. Coin flip, bro. Yeah, it is. You know what? I think it's a coin flip with every draft pick. Mm-hmm. It's probably even lower than that when it comes to quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, a coin, fl- a coin yeah. flip means it's a 50-50 yeah. chance with every athlete this in the first round. Sounds like it's a ten. Yeah, this was a lot of suck in that draft. This might, you know, a long time ago, Annie swallowed uh, a penny and it came out a dime, and so she was making money. Mm-hmm. But this one is a dime turning into a penny uh, when mm-hmm. you talk about the numbers. One more quote That's that some I, digestive session. She yeah. did. She turned it into a dime on the quarterback front. One more quote from yeah. this morning's. Curious press conference with Panthers owner David Tepper. Mm -hmm. Quote, originally, we were going to go to the number two pick before they traded to number one with the Chicago Bears. We thought we'd get C.J. Stroud because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. One last thing, as far as Bryce Young for myself, and I think everyone in this building would share the sentiment, we are totally confident in that pick. I'm totally confident in, in agreeing with that pick. Look, you're you're right with what you said before that he is walking it back, and now he's just going to keep trying to walk it back. Even but more. if C.J. Stroud wasn't playing the way, let's say C.J. Stroud did look like a rookie, and let's say Bryce Young looked like how he looks, what's the conversation then? Well, I don't think there would be a conversation because Reich may not have been fired. So at this you th- point. so so you think this is be- this is a byproduct of you picked the wrong quarterback? Yeah, as I opposed think that's where to, all the frustration yeah, is coming from. As opposed to your team is one in ten. And while the quarterback is the most important position in football, you also have an offensive line that has regressed. You have nobody who can create separation on the outside, and you pay Miles Sanders a ton of money, and he can't run the ball because the offensive line is regressing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but as a, but as a player, it's you not know, a good combination. Right no, there. and that's and that's where again you look at Bryce Young, and we talk about all these failed picks, and again, we don't know for certain because again, and I said this last night, like. 11 games into the 2021 class. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones was the cream of the crop. Packers sat in this seat, different seat, because we had a different mm-hmm. studio at that point, and said, Mac Jones may be better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, because they were, and they went to the playoffs that year. No, they were one and done. But Here they we went to are. The By the way, Mac Jones led New England, put a 50 burger on this team mm. two years ago. Right. Yeah, he did. And now everybody wants him run out of New England and out of the league. Mm-hmm. 50 burger. JJ says he's never going to start for another team, yeah. which I, I tend to agree with. But like, I just think because of the the drought of quarterback talent, uh, that, oh, he'll that, be in the league. He'll, 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 he'll be in the league. He'll, yeah. he'll have a chance to start again. And he may not start a full Listen, season. A, back, a backup makes a good living in the yeah. league. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mac yeah. and team years. CJ Beathard told me it's the greatest job minutes, in the ask, world. Ask Chase Daniels. He's got and him too. Yeah. Minutes. When I say get another start, I mean yeah. Oh, you're right. Like a full as season. the starting yeah. quarterback. Yeah. In other words, not somebody have to get hurt or you know Tyrod Taylor stabbed in the chest by a doctor or something. Right. Let me ask you this. Allegedly. Let's say. So let's say after last night's performance, because trust me, I want Justin Fields to be good too, because Mm -hmm. I think there's something to Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were the two best prospects in the history of recruiting when they came out of high school. They both were Heisman finalists. They both went to the college football national championship game. There would be some beauty and justification in both of them succeeding at the next level. However, after watching last night, I agree with Matt, the fumbles, the ball security, Maybe part of it is that his offensive coordinator is telling him he can only throw three-yard out routes. But There's a lot of – Yeah, he but, has no confidence, too. Let's None. say he gets traded back home to Atlanta. And I'm not the biggest Arthur Smith fan in the world. But then you can no longer say he it's hasn't been to surrounded like that mustache, with weapons. Mm-hmm. 
Because there is a treasure trove of weapons waiting to be used, even if Arthur Smith would rather give the ball to Tyler Algier than B. John Robinson. It's a little late 70s, early 80s. It is. It's late 70s. It really is. Actually, he's got a little Brett McMurphy going on is what he's got. See, see, McMurphy went through the whole time and kept that stash and never, never got back. rid of it. Never looked back. Never. Never questioned. Uh-huh. He, I don't know, he may be uh-huh. wearing pleated pants right now, and I don't <laughs> even know it. But he has had that stash and has never looked back. But, but I'm not a big Arthur Smith fan either. No. And, and, and but B, you can't. Bichon, if, if he's traded there, because that I think is a scenario, J.J., where he would start. Because, uh, no offense to Desmond Ritter, I'm, I'm no, not. No, he would yeah, start. I, yeah. I don't think that's. And so that's where, and I don't think they're going to be picking high enough to select a quarterback that they would start. If you go through the crappy situations, has Derek Carr been the answer in, in New Orleans? The answer is no. But they're uh, not going to be drafting high enough. I mean, to take no. the Bucks, he could get traded to the Bucks and start there. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm just simply saying There's that some bad teams right now with bad quarterbacks. Yes, I, and I guess my whole point is, is that Derek Carr has had success, and now it has just gone 180 degrees in the other direction. He is so up down right now, and Jameis is over there trying to fire him up on the sidelines because. Uh, he looks like a beaten man. He really does. And and so anyway, there's just bad quarterback play leading to bad problems in these in these franchises. And I don't know whether Justin Fields plus Atlanta Falcons could end up being a winner or not. But remember, when Justin Fields came out, and you'll remember this, Matt, from Elite 11 or any of those things, that dude was a man among boys. Okay. He was he his entire out. college career he was. Yeah, and Except he was a man Georgia among because boys. Curry didn't know what to do with him. And you get to the National Football League, and it's not true anymore. It's just not true. And you can dominate athletically. Yeah, but how does, it, but how does, it, how does he go from a guy who can make every throw, who looks like a quarterback, who throws with anticipation, who's got arm velocity? How does he look like that against the elite of college football, not just scrubs, oh, the elite? No. Yeah. You saw what he did. To Clemson in that playoff, he threw fifty so touchdowns in a season. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was his his junior year before the COVID year. He had forty one touchdowns against one pick. One. He's been in the NFL yeah. for three years. Yeah, exactly. I know he has, but yeah. my point is, he's I, also I, been on a a just not good team. I, right? I also well, think the the with not good coaches and not good people around him, the head can get in the way of the rest of the body. Well, yeah, I he could be losing. Yeah, he could well, absolutely be losing confidence. Listen, yes. listen I, I've been in that situation. It's like it's like that. It's like that TV show Kung Fu. All right, you, you're you're gonna walk. You're gonna walk that pilgrimage. You're gonna go through some dusty roads. You're gonna get some lonely places, but you you can never lose the confidence and belief in yourself because the NFL can humble you. I was humbled. I could come off a national championship team to where I didn't play at all my rookie year. I was on the I was on the bubble bus. The new everybody. It, it, it's just the role he has to travel. He, he can't be that talented in college and then come here and just display the way he's displayed. I agree. Somewhere he's got to find it within himself to get back on track. And I'm telling you, the NFL has has done it many a players. And if you let it, it will. It will destroy you. Yeah, but okay. somewhere, at what point, point did you snatch the pebble out of the hand? Bro, I always told. Well, I, I always <laughs> Don't told look up you. how David Carradine died, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, that's awful. Very wise. Unfortunately, I know how he died. <laughs> Don't go out that way. <laughs> no, I, I always told you. I told you. I always tell this story, man. I, listen, I, I, I had to. T- someone had to tell me the truth right. about me. Someone had to. My, my friend, Carlton Hasbury, God rest his soul. My teammate of mine. He told me, bro, you're not looking the same. You're not playing like that guy at Miami. And, as, and he told me the truth. He said, if you don't get yourself together, bro. You're gonna, we're gonna sit you down, and you need some true serum. A lot of these players that have been coddled mm-hmm. and have been massaged right. since Pop Warner, high school, college, 
you know, and they get in the professional league and they, they don't showcase the way. Some they just need some true serum, bro. Just tell you, bro, you suck. Yeah, and you got right, but they're well, different. You guys were different players now. I know, These bro. Guys are different I know the they, they they they're emotional. Yes. I know they get emo- they get emotional on social media. They they yes. they go back and forth with fans that tell them they're not good or whatever. So I know you can't. They just need some, they just need some true serum. Sometimes you got to be told the truth so you can reevaluate yourself because. If you don't, bro, the league is going to eat you up and spit you out. Because it's a hell of a thing if a teammate is looking you dead in the eye and going, I am walking in there and I am telling them to sit you down because it's hurting both of us. And I ain't going to let you. I ain't going to let you hurt me. Thank you. I'm not going to let you bring me down. Yeah, and and that's that's how it went. All right, now, let's not bring them down. Let's get to the top. Top five coming up here in just a second. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, bringing you today's show. Don't forget, Beaver Toyota, St. Augustine.com, BeaverChevrolet.com. It is shopping season, so if you want to treat yourself, you want to buy something for somebody else, make sure you check out all the deals that they got going on at both dealerships. I'm glad you're keeping the vibes high, Joe, mm-hmm. because I was going to have J.J. read some of these texts off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures comparing Justin Fields to Trevor Lawrence, um, saying they have the same stats. But we're not, we're not, they're going to go low, we're going to go high, but yeah. we do appreciate you, 641-1010 is the number to reach us at. This is XL Primetime. Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Sausage Dudes reporting for duty. XL Primetime into the 1 o'clock hour. Joe C. Mia O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, Big Surce, and JJ, we're cranking it out. We've got to start unveiling our top five in the college game, top five in the NFL. It adds up to 10 right here on 1010. So we'll begin with the NFL, but I got to begin with uh, recipe wise, we may start either packaging, preparing, shipping out, sending it to the Publixes and the Winn Dixies of the world. Matt's smoked uh, hot uh, sauce. You want to give it away? You want to go stuffing? And he brought in a seafood dip. Okay, so a seafood dip, but you're going to straight out say it's clams. Yeah. You would name it clam dip? Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. It's really good. It is pretty good. Round of applause. It is Thanksgiving. What's that? It was Thanksgiving stuff that was for the family, but. Yeah. We're a family. You guys are family, and I'll keep that stuff right Mm. now, so. Is it, I mean, is it a family recipe? Is it something that's in the family? It's my recipe. Is your recipe? <laughs> now, how did you, you smoke clams? Will you pass that on? I don't know why you guys always do. Every time I bring something in, you guys doubt, doubt it initially, then you well, go, no, I what? Never listen, listen, I, I When you I had that, your right? I had your cake the last time in the competition, that was pretty special. <laughs> that was pretty special. Phenomenal. I mean, like, I, and I don't even eat cake like that. Like, I, I was I, a fat I, kid that day. I, I <laughs> hang out with the, uh, with the Menorcans that have old refrigerators that they've turned into smokers. I mean, right. that's how seriously they take this action. And so did you, I mean, you smoked, smoked these clams. Yeah. Okay, because honestly, smoked mullet is kind of like smoked kingfish. I'm not going to say what's in it, but it was, there are multiple things that were smoked in it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right, see, that's good because that, that's the genesis of everything. By the way, True South, I love that program on SEC Network. Yeah. If anyone gets to catch it, it St. Augustine, they came through St. Augustine. Name? What's the guy's name that does? He's really good. He's really good. Well, Wright Thompson is the executive. He originally then, did it, yeah. But then, then he John, gave it off to yeah. What's his last name? I can't think name? of John's last. He's name. really good. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he is excellent. So he comes, he rolls into the James og. Beard. He's no. James Beard. No, <laughs> he rolls into the og <laughs> and goes to one of the great fried shrimp shacks in in all of America. 
which is the place where I got my fried shrimp recipe. Oh, four time James, James Beard is an award. Oh, I see. John goes, T. Edge? Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Uh, but he went to Osteen's. <laughs> and so my, we're talking about guys that I grew up with. Timmy Cooley and all these guys were featured on True South, which was pretty neat. Yeah. All right. And they were like showing that. how they made their hush puppies and their pink sauce and all this stuff. Met Wright Thompson once. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's, I love that guy. Love that guy. And uh, he signed. His his book back in 2019 for me yeah. was when I was back uh, in the great state of Iowa for a wedding, mm-hmm. and he signed it, and he said, Mia, get out of Florida, come back to Iowa. Come back to Iowa. He is such a great story. So I'm sure some of you Nooners will appreciate that. Yeah. And I do love the fact that he you know, he got behind this one, and, and uh, there's just so many good good places. They just did Dublin, Georgia, and they're doing a handful of other ones, but I was, I was loving it that Osteen's got featured. That's the same place, remember, that when we had Rob Schneider – the comedian on that he asked because he wanted to go back to that place. And so Lonnie and Timmy and all those guys, they did a, they did a great job. All right. So you ready? Let's unveil our NFL. Oh, I am so ready. NFL top five. Let's do it. By the way, SEC network. If Alyssa Lang's not on it, I don't watch. <laughs> all right. We only support Duval's own. <laughs> We've got, dude, there's too many good ones on SEC network. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I'm just showing my love. Yeah. Alyssa. All right. We'll start with Mia. Last week, she had the Lions. Big disappointment on Thanksgiving for the Lions. Your Lions, Joe. I'm All right. so mad. I'm so down on them right now. Mia had them at number five. Ravens, four. Niners, three. Chiefs, two. And the Eagles, one. So, basically, unchanged. I still have the Eagles, one. I still have the Chiefs, two. I still have the Niners, three. I still have the Ravens, four. Even though the Ravens mm, probably play with their food a little too much against the Staley-led Chargers. But I do have the Big Cats re-entering the top five after their big... There it is. After their big win over a playoff team. Yes, a playoff team, in my opinion, the Houston Texans. Uh, The last time I had the Jaguars enter the top five, they got blown out the next week. So uh, I was a little worried putting them in, but I do believe that the wake-up call truly was against the Niners. And and I I do want to go back to that a little bit because I know so many fans were upset Why do we have to have so many wake-up calls? I think the Texans' week three was a call of, you can't just show up and act like it's Charleston Southern. The blowout at the hands of the Niners was, hey, you haven't arrived yet. There's still teams that are better than you. So I think they were different in their variety, but hopefully this latest one by the Niners was akin to the Lions' loss last year, and then the Jags rattled off seven straight wins. And you can say the same thing about the Lions this past week. They can also fall asleep a little bit at times, but Mm -hmm. it just happens. It's the NFL. All right, uh... AJ. All right, Cowboy. Uh, excuse me, Joe's next. Uh, you had the Cowboys number five last week, Ravens four, Chiefs three, Eagles two, and the 49ers number one. Yeah, not much movement here in my top five, and uh, I, I, I love what Duval is doing, but I'm just holding them out right now uh, for some of the same reasons we've listed. Is like, uh, keep it going. That was such a massive win. But I've got the Ravens because they are cranking. They go out to L.A. I, I kept them in my top five, taking care of business against uh, – uh, the dude who should be fired, Brandon Staley. Dallas Cowboys move up one uh, in my power poll. Uh, the Chiefs, they were down 14 to nothing to Aiden flipping O'Connell. What is going on? Uh, they came back, though. And they came back, and Covered. they won comfortably. They won by double digits. And so I still have them uh, as one of the three best teams in America right now. So the Chiefs are three. Uh, Eagles should have lost that game, but guess what? They didn't. The only team they have a loss to the New York football Jets and one Zachary Wilson. And then the Niners, as far as I'm concerned, are the best team in football right now. 
All right, last week, Matt had the Ravens number five, Joe's Lions four, Chiefs, or excuse me, Niners three, Chiefs two, Eagles one. I really like what the Ravens are doing. Mm-hmm. Me I mean, too. I mean, you go out to L.A., you hold the Chargers to ten points. Whatever we think about Staley, he's, he's not good right now, and that team's not playing well. Four turnovers, I they, think. They held the Chargers to 270 yards passing. That's they're, they're, The defense is starting to pick it up right now for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that they're going to be really, really dangerous. The, the last third of the season, last quarter, whatever you want to call it. Um, I got the Ravens at five. I got the Dolphins at four because I just – if the Dolphins played every game at home, I'd have them at one. But, <laughs> but they're – you know, they struggle on the road a little bit. It was, it was a nice win last week. Um, I got them at four. I got the Eagles at three because I don't see it, man. I just don't yep, see it. Yes, they keep doing it. I know they keep winning. I get it. I just – I don't see it. I don't see it in the playoffs – and again, it could just be they're going to be at home in the playoffs and they're going to get through the NFC. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. when, they, when the when the Super Bowl comes around, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Niners I, I Eagles got, this weekend, by the way. Yep, yeah. yep. And I you, got I got the Chiefs at two because I'm still no matter what. Why not? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I am not backing off Patty Mahomes. No way. Just not. And then I got the Niners one because I think they're the most complete team. And we're going to see this week. Yeah, love we'll that. See. Yeah. Eagles also, last few weeks have been nasty. You know, Chiefs. Uh, on yeah. a Monday night, and then yeah. they had a short week, and they have to play, obviously, Josh Allen this weekend, and then the Niners after so that. So they get the Niners this weekend, JJ. Then they have to go to Seattle. Ooh. And then they also have to go to Dallas on December Whoa. 10th. But they get the Giants twice in their last <laughs> yeah. And know, the Cardinals is the third just go into New York yeah, and Giants come out. Tommy DeVito, DeVito is going to have something yeah. to say. Mm. And also, you know, both those games at home is kind of you know, mildly important. Ooh, the Bills and the 49ers. Ooh, very. All right. All right, Leon next. He had the Lions five last week, Ravens four, Niners three, Chiefs two, and the Philadelphia Eagles number one. Well, listen, I, I, the Lions, unfortunately, uh, they, didn't, they didn't look like the Lions. They cost me money. Yeah, yeah they're very disappointing, <laughs> you know. Savages. Golf, just when I started praising golf, that's when he, the last two games he's been terrible. You need to hammer him again. Yeah, yeah. But I've got the Cowboys in my top five now. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they had three buys last Three weeks, Giants, <laughs> Panthers, and Commanders. But Dak Prescott has been looking good. But Dak Prescott, you know, always look good in the regular season. Right. Legends and are against, ma- legends are made in the postseason. The yes, legends yeah. are made in the postseason. Yeah. So the verdict's still out on him. I got KC four. Mm-hmm. I think KC, I, you know, that defense has kept them in a lot of the games. They, really they, they, they offensively, you know, catching the ball and all that kind of stuff. So Patrick Mahomes still kept Patrick Mahomes though. I, I'm not, I'm not going to give up on uh, my homeboy. Well, Patrick Mahomes. Pacheco is my favorite player in the NFL. Really. Oh, Paco. So awesome. Yes. Two touchdowns this week. Yeah. He always just looks like he's playing hard. Yep. Yeah, what, what did Ryan Clark say? He runs like he's broke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he I've said. never heard that. He That's said hilarious. that on the air. I fell out <laughs> laughing. He runs like he's broke. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, number three, I've got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens' defense is stellar. Yeah. Now, they're, they're, they're not even the top. They were talking about, is this as good as the Ravens' defense? It's not even in the top five. Defense mm. Ravens. The Ravens, I, listen, I played against You know them. against I yeah. know against yeah. I know against Number two, I've got the 49ers. And uh, number one, the Eagles. I mean, listen, they just got the championship. They got a pedigree about them, man. It, don't, it doesn't matter, you know, what the score is. Somewhere, somehow, some way, in the second half, they're going to get it done. And, and it starts with Hurts. They made me, like, not like Nick Sirianni very much. He is perfect he Philadelphia. Is, he is cocky. He is, but he he's is. perfect Philadelphia. He is perfect. That's the city. 
Yeah. That, the city is just like that. Listen, I have an annoying person that I would not mention that acts the same way here in Jacksonville. <laughs> he that loves I sm- to hit up that a I, text I, line. That I smoke yeah. cigars with. Yeah. He's the same way. <laughs> All right, so you got Philly 1, JJ. Uh, yeah, I actually have the same five as I had last week. Okay. So I have the Jags 5, Cowboys 4, Niners 3, Eagles 2, and I still love the Chiefs number 1. Yeah, hard, hard, hard to mean, argue with is them. Is he the only one with the Jags yeah. in, our, in his poll? No, I have the Jags. Yeah, I have the Jags. Yeah. I have the Jags and, and like I said, I fought it because I want to, but I, you know, I want to. And they're going to win another game. They got to beat Jake Browning. To yeah, earn they're going to win another respect. game this week. And then they got the Browns up there. And look, it is setting up perfectly for them as far as catching teams late with backup quarterbacks, or whatever. And of course, well, Baltimore on the eighteenth well, is going to be big. Yeah, we'll go. Or, yeah. All right, go ahead. Later. No, no, you good, good. All right, let's do that real quick. That just. Happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. While we're on the subject of playoff teams and teams that are tanking, Aaron Rodgers just said on the Pat McAfee show that his decision of whether or not to return this season from an Achilles injury that should be keeping him out until March will depend on whether he's healthy enough to play and whether the Jets have any remaining playoff chances. It was then pointed out that the Jets' current playoff chances, according to some calculations, are less than 1%. And did he say that it should keep him out until March? Those are his words? Uh, No, no. He believes he will start running next week. Okay. I was wondering if he said that it... No, no, no. That was what Gio, our our Dr. George Barry, told us. It's a six-month injury. Exactly. And you can maybe start walking and running. Yeah. Next week, because that would be December fourth, and so that would be, you know, October, November, December. That's roughly three months. Yeah, I, I just it, it's it's just at this point it's laughable, and it's like I don't know what he's doing aside from a PR plot to a keep Jets fans engaged and b keep Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, and Alan Lazard employed. Uh, I think more than anything else, it's his Q rating. He wants to yes. constantly be mentioned. Yes. Yeah, that's it more than anything else. Like I'm still loves, in the league, guys, remember? God, yeah, loves being mentioned. And I love him. I love oh my him. God. Um, uh, by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles have the longest winning streak in the National Football League, so it's not a surprise that we have them either at the top or very high on our list. You know who's tied with them? Longest win streak right now? Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. Russ. Now, no longer Russ. Now, compare the teams that they've beaten, but it doesn't matter. That is a Denver Bronco. Let's make this a 10-10 take, JJ. Just how quickly it can go from uh, south to north in a hurry. Now, Joe C's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pit masters since 68. They want to serve it to you fast, but they know they need to smoke it slow. So make sure you check them out. Sonny's Real Pit Barbecue. They get up early so you can cruise on in and get a great meal all over the First Coast. You can look forward to Sonny's Barbecue. The Denver Bronco. Earlier this year, had 70 points put on them. 70 points put on them, courtesy of the Miami Dolphins. It told us two things. Denver sucks, and Miami may be the greatest team of all time. Well, guess what has changed? Miami hasn't beaten some of the teams that they needed to beat. You know those that we're talking about, those litmus test wins that they were looking for and weren't able to pull them off. And so our opinion of Miami is kind of eh, kind of moved back just a little bit to center. And the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, let's give him some credit, all these guys that we had basically dismissed and said, oh, they are going to suck, suck, suck. You know what they've done? They've won five straight. Now, they may not have beaten all the best in the National Football League, but let's give them a little bit of credit because they are now surrendering very, very few 
touchdowns in football games. And that credit goes to Sean Payton and Vance Joseph. That's the 10 take because they are playing some ball right now. I, I think in those the five-game winning streak that they've had, mm-hmm. they've given up 80 points in those That's, five games. Yeah, compared to giving up 70 <laughs> only. And that was the most disappointing part of the giving up 70 points to the Dolphins and the struggles through the first four weeks was that the personnel, if anything, was amplified from a season ago. Certainly you go from a Vic Fangio-style defense to a Vance Joseph-style defense, snip, snap, snip, snap, given he was the head coach not too long ago. Um, but that was what was so disappointing for me was the personnel – it's not like they were deprived of talent on defense. Like, yes, you traded away Bradley Chubb, but aside from that, your secondary, Pat Sertan's still still there. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a certain safety uh, by the name of Justin Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. right? Yeah, he's, he's, still, still... he's still hanging around. So that was what was most disappointing for me with them. So it's it's great to see that they've kind of but they went meshed from... those two ideologies and found some success. They lost by 50 when they had 70 scored on them, 70 to 20. Mm. Uh, since then... And again, this is lesser competition, but they have beaten the Bears. They lost to the Jets, and then after that have beaten the Chiefs, have beaten the Packers, have beaten uh, this most recently beaten the Bills, and then the Vikings, and then now the Browns. That's pretty good. Five-game win streak they're on right now. Before we take our next break and then flip it on over to our top five in the college game, you guys want a saucy nug? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he and Jordan Love threw their first 11 games in their first seasons as full-time starters. Rodgers had 2,599 passing yards and 21 total touchdowns after 11 games. Jordan Love, 2,599 passing yards, 21 total touchdowns. Both were five and six. Saucy nugs. That's wild because mm. it does. It, it kind of mirrors. Remember when they where they were taken in the draft, how long they sat before they got to start, all that kind of stuff. That is kind of eer- eerily similar. All right, we'll keep it going. we got our college football top five. Beaver Toyota, Beaver Chevy, they bring you today's show. So let's get into the best college football teams. You guys want to react to this? Hit the text line or hit YouTube. <laughs> this is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We will hit our top fives the college game during this segment on XL Primetime. Mio O'Brien, Joe C., Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy, and J.J. LaSelva. We are with you until 3 p.m. But before we do so, are you ready for some prop bets? I'll mm-hmm. hit you with the MyBookie ones first because, you know, I, I want to obviously support our brand and our good friends at MyBookie because we do enjoy them and we love them so much. They currently have the spread in the Big Ten Championship game. Any guesses? Any guesses first before I, I, I read the spread? Uh, seven, 17 is what I was going to say. 12. In the Big Ten? Yes, yeah. between Iowa and Michigan this Saturday. 22 and a half. It has now gone up to 23 and a half. 23 and a half. Wow. <laughs> Are you ready for what the total is? Uh, if it's 23 and a half, it, then it's uh, 27. No, it's the total. It's Close. 36. <laughs> 33. 35 and a half. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm being a smart. At one point, it was yeah. 22 and 29. I'm not really sure if uh, that was legitimate or what sports book that was, but some people said you could get it there. Um, another six and a half, you said? 35 and a half. 35 and a half. Yeah, I, remember, could, I could see 31 the, 3 happening easy. For the first six, maybe even seven games this year, sign stealing and all, they were averaging over 50 and giving up seven. So that is not out of the ordinary what they've been able to the do. The problem is, I don't think, I don't think the Iowa defense is going to give up 31. 
I think there's going to be a pick six. Mm-hmm. There'll be a scoop and score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There'll be probably. something like that where because that Iowa defense is really good. They might get a short field and then you get an easy score somehow. But it's it's I have a feeling it's just going to get away from Iowa's with mm-hmm. the problem. It's funny you bring that up, Matt, because another sports book that will remain nameless, mm-hmm. although I have partaken in it at times, uh, has Iowa's total team points in the first half. Over zero point five at plus at plus one hundred. I mean, they have a defensive tackle playing quarterback. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Deacon Hill is a defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen him. He's two sixty. He's he's two sixty. He's at least two sixty. Now again, Mm -hmm. may he rest in peace. The battleship Lorenzen uh, had the blueprint for that bad boy. This guy is not Jared Lorenzen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jared Lorenzen could throw the ball. The hefty lefty was just sensational. Mm-hmm. I he will always have, remember him. He can have, will never be confused with the hefty yeah, level. No. <laughs> never run the ball, play great defense. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, and, and by the way, I keep wanting to bet against Michigan, and I have done it uh, successfully one week, and then unsuccessfully the, this past week. I had that game, by the way, and then that Mah! at the end of uh, Kyle McCord. But uh, I bet against him, and now I feel like I I got to go on that side and just lay twenty three and a half. Don't you think? No, no I, I'm definitely laying. Yeah, yes. I don't think you have to. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> brain, football brain, telling me I have to. Uh, I, I just feel like it, it, Iowa's defense is really, really, really good. Yeah. Though, they right? will not have Cooper DeGene, who, despite only playing in ten games, um, still is a finalist for the Jim Thorpe Award and the Nagurski Award. Well, let's. But he's one player, and the kid who's coming to replace him has looked okay. Damian Lee, he's he's looked all right. He replaced Jamari Harris to begin the season, so he. You know, but he's a, he's a true freshman. I, I'm not dis- – their defense is really good, but let's be honest, the one offense they played this year, they lost 35 nothing. Right. Who would they – yeah, that, that's a, a, a lesson in Big Ten football, really, is why the, the numbers say what they say defensively. Well, all right, think about this. This is the craziest thing of all, okay? This is what I wrote about today. If those officials hadn't completely screwed Iowa with that Cooper DeGene when he wasn't a fair catch and they said it was a fair catch, after they went into the video to see if he stepped out, then called him on the on the fair catch and brought a touchdown back. Mm-hmm. They'd have one loss. They have one loss, and if they win, they're in the playoff. Well, <laughs> think about it. Yeah, yeah, that would be. If honestly, they win, they would have a chance to get. No, the they're no. in. You win the Big Ten, you are in. They have, if they had I, one I, loss, they'd I probably don't know be if that's a lock. Ten right now, nine or ten. And then you beat number two, they would jump into. The well, top yeah, four. if they beat number what two, what if I would have Bama beats Georgia? Right, if they beat number two, and yeah, nothing's a lock when it comes to the looking at the quality of the teams. They Nothing all, is a lock, but the but as close lock as you yeah, can get yeah, this yeah, thing true. is the SEC and Big Ten championship. And, and the same thing with FSU as an unbeaten team. And, and did anybody have FSU by the way in their top five? I don't. Well, believe. let's hit it. Yeah, I don't believe they did. Let's check it out. And I'll give you a lock. Iowa's not beating Michigan, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Give you a lot. <laughs> Billy Napier's not done firing coaches. Hey yo! Yeah, we'll get to that. So let's quickly do our top five. So Mia last week had Oregon five, Florida State four, Michigan three, Washington two, and Georgia number one. I do have the Knolls still in my top five, mm-hmm. clinging, clinging to that fifth spot because if they win, they're in. It's that simple. I, I know you, there's many of you that don't agree with it. I agree with you. I think Alabama. Maybe playing better football right now, but Alabama also played around with Hugh Freeze, and I understand it's the Iron Bowl and anything can happen. But if FSU is going to fiddle around with Florida, Alabama is going to fiddle around with Auburn, I'm going to put the Knowles in the top five. At four, I have Washington because they hung around with JJ's favorite college football program in the Wazoo Cougars. 
Mm-hmm. At number three, I have Oregon. I really, as we're talking about potential money on the line on Saturday, really debating putting some cheddar on the Ducks because I don't think there's a team playing better than them. I know there's it's nine and a half though. I know it's, it's a, a lot. big line. Somebody knows something in the desert, and obviously the game's going to be played in the desert on Friday night. But there, there's just something about this Oregon team right now, and I know so many of you want to say the Pac-12 doesn't play defense. It doesn't matter. They're going to outscore everybody. They're doing what Mahomes and company did in 2018 and 2019. So they are at three, Michigan at two, and the Georgia Bulldogs, my number one team. All right, last week Joe had Florida State number five, Washington four, Oregon three, Alabama number two, and Georgia number one. Yeah, I apologize to a Seminole fan, but I had to kind of push him out because others have looked a little more impressive, and you definitely can form an argument. FSU beating bad Florida, Alabama beating bad Auburn, but – uh, I uh, am still impressed with what I see as I kick it out to the Pac-12 uh, with Taps music in my brain playing right now. Washington is number five in my XLP power poll. And after the XLP sanction against <laughs> Jimmy Harbaugh, where I vacated their spot for the last three weeks because he was suspended, right. I welcome him back. I welcome him back. They beat the Buckeyes. Michigan fourth. So the maize and blue can wave the flag now. Alabama, how did they get it done? How did they get it done? They are still in position to maybe make it to the playoff. They are three. Oregon, Bo Believer as I am, they are number two. And Georgia is number one in my XLP top five. All right. Last week, had uh, uh, Matt had Texas at number five. Washington, four. Alabama Crimson tied number three. Michigan, two. And the Georgia Bulldogs, number one. I got a lot. Of sh- I got a shakeup. Yeah. I got a little bit. I got a little bit of shakeup here. I got the Ducks at five. I really like the way they're playing defense. I think they're going to beat Washington. They're going to get in the playoffs. So that's even though I got them at five, they're they're going to win and get in. Uh, I like Alabama at four. I don't think you can say, you know, they beat a team that lost to a week before in Mexico State. Look, that's a different game. That right, the Iron Bowl is a completely different. Oh, it than is. Any other game. There's pr- and. Hugh Freeze knows how to coach against Nick Saban. Yeah, there's just so much stuff going into that game. And the fact that they came back and won that game the way they won it, just incredible. The play before he goes over the line of scrimmage <laughs> and I gets know. called for a penalty. The that play before me. that, they snapped the ball 20 yards behind his head. That one got me. After getting it to, like, what, the six or nine yes. first I and mean, goal? How, how does that stuff even like, oh, happen? That's, you know, I tweeted it out, and I'll say it again. Uh, Nick Saban has to be. The good Lord's favorite child. There's no or deals under- with the devil. Yeah, right. I was or that. Or the, the devil. Sorry, his birthday is One literally Halloween. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. He's you know he's he's there. It's it's amazing. I got Halloween before. Right. All right, G. What else do you want? All right, <laughs> let me have this one, please. I'll give up Terry. I got, and you guys aren't going to like this. Fourth and thirty-one. I got the Death Star at number three. I don't know if they're going to get in. They're going to need a lot of work to get in. They're going to need a lot of stuff. That's to Ohio to State. The That's evil Ohio Empire. State. Mm-hmm. They're going to need a lot of help to get in, but they could still get in. Oh, yeah, they could. They, they could, could still get I mean, that, it you was watch a close that team, enough game. They're, 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 God, they're really talented, man. Yeah, it was a really close enough talented. game. But here's the problem. They, they don't play so out of sight, out of mind. Maybe. True. True, but that's happened before and they've gotten in, mm-hmm. just like Alabama. I mean, it's the two givens in, in all of college yeah, football two. are Alabama yeah. and Ohio State get every yeah. break, right? Yeah, they do. Nick will no, be on the set. At number two, I've got Go Blue. Just a impressive way they won that game. Again, I don't think this can be understated. They played three straight games, two of them brutal games, without their head coach. Mm-hmm. 
on the sidelines during the game. Yep. It that's, makes the, the head coach look like a baseball skipper. That's, I mean, that's a team, a team oh, that yeah. is so focused on moving forward week by week. It's They're going to be tough to beat in the playoff. Yeah, well managed. And I got, yeah. And, but they, that earpiece in uh, that one coach's ear, I, at least it made still me not going like, to give up on that. Did y'all see yeah. the earpiece in Ryan Poles' What now, by the way? What, what now about, like, the, the cheating, like, Ohio State? That's why Michigan beat us twice in a row, because they cheated. What, well, what apparently, now? they've been stealing every everything from what each now? other. And so, it was right? a, a, more of a level playing field than I realized. <laughs> and then I've got the dogs at number one, and I kind of threw Joe, uh, Joe for a little loop, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, Nobody's beating Georgia this year. And I said, and then wait till the offseason and wait until Riley Leonard goes to Georgia. And then George, Joe's what? just going to be completely, completely in the tank. After I that. love Riley Leonard. I may not love him as much. Where's Carson going? Yeah. Carson's going to the NFL. He probably should. Sky high. All right. Let's hit Big Sarsis, Jay. All right. Sars had uh, Ohio State number five last week, Washington four, Michigan three, Florida State number two. And, of course, two-time national champion, Georgia Bulldogs, number one. Well, um, yeah, I've got a little shakeup. Uh, I've got Florida State five now. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, you, you you play a Florida team back up. You play a Miami team with a true freshman. And you're supposed to demolish both of those teams. I don't care where it is. You're mm-hmm. supposed to demolish them. By the way, real quick, if they win, they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They win the end. Yeah, they win the end. Yeah, once again, well, listeners, the these are our power rankings, not right. necessarily I mean, where we live. I mean, that's the rumor. The I mean, that's the rumor. Now, you know, it wouldn't hurt me if they don't go. In, yeah, but, but anyway. Oh, I would. I would. <laughs> as a cane, I I need them to get in and get hey, smashed because well, no. if they if they don't get in, and then they can always they can say like, "Hey, what if?" No, well, you know what? Uh, I can't have that. Would you one. rather no, them get no, smashed no, now against Louisville or no, in the playoff? No offense, now, Joe, of course. They'll have that UCF championship. That's what <laughs> we don't want to. We don't. We can't <laughs> they get. They would. They will have that UCF championship. That, that imaginary. I can live with that one. I absolutely. <laughs> okay, number four. Listen, Oregon. I, I listen. I don't watch a lot of West Coast football, but Oregon has got me watched. I appreciate mm-hmm. them. And uh, and on the neutral site, I think there could be anybody in the country not named Georgia. I, I feel I'm like at. if I'm picking them between them and Alabama, I'm probably picking Oregon. Yeah, yeah, I got them. So I got I've got Washington. I got Washington three. I've got um, Michigan uh, two, mm-hmm. and I've got the uh, Bulldogs number one. And so you, if you had a championship game, it's those two at the top right now. Yeah. Okay. All right, JJ. All right. I I once again am doing the exact same thing as last week. Okay. I have Michigan five. Texas four, Oregon three, Alabama two, and the Georgia Bulldogs number one. Once again, just a power ranking, not a poll. Yeah, and a lot of people thought Texas would have trouble uh, this past weekend. Uh, they did not. Whoa. Ooh. Texas Tech got mollywhopped. And then and then uh, the AD of Texas just trolled uh, the Big 12 right after that uh, via social media. So, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Oh, he just got on them, just reminding them, you know, that they're the best and they're gone. They're out of here. By the way, I see the SEC Network running promos right now for the SEC championship game, and they already have Oklahoma and Texas looped into their to their logos. Uh, well, you know, they announced last yeah. night that Texas plays Texas A&M once again the Friday. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Here's some more of those games. These are Georgia and Alabama play right, on, on September 28th. Wait, 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 wait. We'll do it coming up. It is XL primetime. <laughs> This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
Getting close to the 2 o'clock hour. Coach Campo will join us then. Big Surs will be heading out in about 10 minutes or so. So let's uh, stay on the college football, and we'll definitely drill down on the Jags win. All of Duval celebrating that one over the hated Houston Texans on Sunday. We need to get into this piece of news, and it's Billy Napier firing assistants, and so the Florida Gators are going to replace guys that I didn't think you would find the name Corey Raymond on the list of assistant coaches getting bounced by Billy. I thought Billy might be bouncing himself as the play caller, but Matt, he has let go of two it's, I mean, Sean defensive Spencer's assistants. Just as important. First Co- off, they're both good coaches. Second, yeah, co-defensive coordinator Sean Spencer and then Corey Raymond. They're, they're both good coaches, and they're both phenomenal recruiters. So he's mm-hmm. he just cut loose two really, really good recruiters. So it, it's when I, and when I said he was not done firing, I was trying to kind of make a joke that he's not going to – maybe he fires himself as offensive yeah, coordinator and play caller coach. I'd like to make an announcement. I'm firing myself as the play caller. Um, you know, I told you guys two weeks ago that if Dana Holgerson was available – I mean, he'd be crazy not to take a run at him. But, yeah. And Dana is available. He just got fired by Houston a few days ago. And a good play caller. Now, he, he is the guy who, yes. who runs that spread. He runs yeah. the Mike Leach offense, or the air raid, I should say. Right, right. So, I mean, that's – again, we're going to see what he does. But my guess is if he hasn't already said, look, I'm going to hand the offense over to someone else, mm-hmm. he's not going to. If he hasn't done it already, he's I would have thought, to. yeah. So, my guess is he's not going to, and, and – you know, he's going to get another cornerbacks coach and another defensive line coach. And here's another thing, too. You don't get rid of guys like that that are two good coaches and two good recruiters unless there was something amiss about what was going on on that side of the ball. My guess is they probably didn't get along that well with Chris Farley, mm-hmm. and they just didn't mesh. And Napier, By Chris Farley, we mean Napier, Austin Armstrong. Yeah, we mean Austin, right. but he does remind I'm us not of Chris Armstrong. Farley. Yeah, he rests so, so, um, so funny. My guess defense. is Napier is – Hey, that's the guy I'm sticking with. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. You guys can't get along with him. And, and Corey Raymond's door. been around a while. Corey Raymond, a respected. For, yeah. both those guys will have a job within a week. For well, those he, of you who don't know, like the reason LSU is DBU mm-hmm. is because of Corey Raymond. He spent a decade there, and, and so would you be surprised if Brian Kelly tries to? Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they'll try and hire him. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm telling you, both those guys, Sean Spencer too, will not be without a job for like a week. They'll have a job. Mm-hmm. So a couple on the text line because the Gators are sounding off after the Knowles went off on us during our rankings in the previous segment. This is from 910. The DBs have gotten worse and worse. Marshall played himself from a first rounder to like a fourth rounder. Is this current rendition of Raymond a good coach or just a great recruiter to which 534 notes that Sean Spencer has zero commits this cycle and one decommit and Corey Raymond has zero commits. Also, Jason Marshall did not play himself to the fourth round. Wait till Jason Marshall goes to the combine, and then everything will change with Jason Marshall. Well, he definitely is a respected yes, DB. He's, he he's a guy that could sneak he into was, the first round. No was doubt. he the only All SEC choice they had preseason? Uh, I feel like it, and it may have only been second so. team. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tyron probably. Hopper was named linebacker of the year in the SEC, though. Yeah. I did see that. Which yeah. LOL. Um, we we of course posted the breaking news on our 1010XL Facebook page, and I think some of the comments from Gator fans are also pretty telling, and it brings up a good point, Leon, which is, does Billy now turn around? and take two established guys and replace them with more coaches from the Sun Belt? Or does he have to, by order from the president and from Scott Strickland, the athletic director, go out and get a current established Power 5 coach, assistant coach, to replace those two? I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, from what Matt is telling me, these two guys that he's got, not only were great coaches, but great recruiters. You've just kneecapped your coaching staff as far as recruiting goes, so you've got to find some 
you've got to find some guys with some resume, with some tenure to replace them. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, or what's a loss? That's an L for Florida if you lose those two guys. And I do believe it had – if you had those two coaches and they, with their pedigree and with their, their coaching and their recruiting, it had to be some kind of rift between him and the coordinator. They, they couldn't get, get – there's something where the coordinator say, hey, listen, yeah. this, if that's Billy Napier's guy, he, if there's some rift between the two, then you know you're not going to get rid of your guy. That's you typically get, what happens. Yeah, yeah. Typically that what happens. You, they get rid of the guys that the coordinator can't get along with. Well, it's funny because it, he's it, not. <clears throat> there's no way he's getting rid of Chris Farley because if he does that, it, that immediately says he made I, he I made, made a mistake. big mistake. Yeah. Made mm-hmm. a major yes. mistake. Okay, because yes. we're talking coordinator level. Because he's been the whole year. He's been talking about it's young guys, young guys, young guys, young guys. Unless, and if all of a sudden you cut off your DC, right? Forget it. Then you're admitting that you blew it. And let's remind everybody: if he were to fire coordinator level, obviously it looks like he missed. Already, two coordinators have left under his watch. Okay, mm-hmm. both OC and DC left last year, so that would have been three. And so that that also is significant. Well, I mean, he's the OC. He's the coordinator. Well, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and look, we I believe and I, I love your suggestion, Danner Hogerson, who I, I have met and like and all this kind of stuff. I would love to see that type of guy. I don't know whether he'll do it because he's probably got a nice little fat check. I'll give you another one to look for. Jeff mm-hmm. Scott. Mm-hmm. Jeff Scott's another Former one Clemson. because they know each other. They're close. Yeah. Jeff's pretty good, man. Say what you want about Jeff at USF. It was as, just a, a it was coach. a fail. He's a good offensive coach. Yeah, and and he's a guy who does get credit for coaching a lot of good players when Clemson Trevor. was in its heyday. Yeah, it's yeah. Trevor and Deshaun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that uh, that definitely counts. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll find out. We'll keep going with that one and see what uh, what happens. But know this: this football team, you did witness history uh, if you were a Florida fan. Okay, they allowed at least. 39 points in four consecutive games. That is El Succo. Saucy Nugs. The longest streak in school history. They gave up 701 yards in a loss to LSU. So that was historical as well. All right, Big Sirs, mm. your history. Yes. You out of here. Good. Uh, you you going to steal history. the rest of that uh, seafood dip? Uh, no, but we had to we had to take it to market. Okay. Um, mm. How many kilograms are you put that together? <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to find out what that recipe is. All right, enjoy All right, the rest of the afternoon. Big Surs is out. Coach Campo heading in. We're going to look at your Jaguars and the rest of the National Football League heading into the 2 o'clock hour. XL Primetime's Coach Dave Campo is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Online at BoldCityAC.com. We are fired up. The 2 o'clock hour is cranked. Steppenwolf leading us in. And Coach Campo ready to rock and roll. Hey, guys. You doing all right? Doing great. Uh, after a victory uh, Sunday, I'm always doing great. All right. I, I'm not going to peel the curtain back just yet. But I will a little bit later on as far as you oh. during this game. Okay. okay? But all I'll right. peel back that curtain a little bit later on. That's all right. Let's yeah, just whenever. Let's get into this game. If you have a thought, going back to your Jaguars win against the Houston Texans on Sunday, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. You can throw Coach a question. Coach, general thought about this game. How important was it and how big was it to get it? Well, you know, every game's big, but this one is bigger simply for the fact that it was for a, a kind of a commanding lead yeah. in the South, which I think is really important because – you know, you just never know 
what's going to happen from game to game. You yeah. can say, okay, we're playing this team. They're not very good, this and that. It doesn't matter. So for me, it was really big to put a little distance between us and, and uh, Houston. And, uh, you know, the way we played, uh, we we came to a fight, yeah. and we won the fight. You You could say whatever you want, a foot short, this, that, and the other thing. But the bottom line is we won a fight that we had to win, in my opinion, to give us a little breathing room. What quarterback threw for the most passing yards in the National Football League this weekend? It wasn't Uh, C.J. Stroud. He threw for 304. It wasn't Jared Goff, Joe's favorite, who threw for 332. It wasn't Josh Allen, who everyone was hyping up even amidst a loss. It was Trevor Lawrence. 364 passing yards. And, Coach, you and I have talked about it at nauseum because at this point so many people have come up to us and have said, when is Trevor going to have a 300-yard day? When is he going to have a multi-touchdown game? Well, he didn't have multi-touchdowns because there were some drops, and we'll get to that at a different point in the program. But he does go for 364 through the air. Can everybody take a deep sigh of relief now? Yeah, please, everybody. The only thing Trevor Lawrence does is win. And that's the bottom line. You know, he's capable, depending upon other people, which every quarterback is. You can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can't say that this guy, you know, just automatically uh, does something. There's a lot of people involved. In that ball game. they tried to get the ball down the field a little bit more, which I think was really important. Yeah. But the protection was excellent. And to me, it's based on the fact, you know, we're not running the football very excitingly, yeah. but they're sticking with it. That's yeah, the difference. They're sticking with it, and that puts the pressure on the rush because they don't know if you're going to run the football or throw the football. And I think that's a real advantage for us. And it gave them an opportunity to get the ball down the field a little bit more. Two of them were on play action off mm-hmm. of off oh, of a running play. So, you know, that's big. Dave, to be fair, I want to circle back real quick with Trevor. To be fair, he hasn't really played a clean game. He hasn't been a guy where he's this year where he's taken the team, put him on his shoulders, and said, let's go win this game, and I'm taking us there. Last week he played really well. I mean, he, I, this is just what I would imagine that, that Doug Peterson has told him this many times. If we're going to get to where we all think we can get to, you've got to play better. You've got to play elite, not just good Trevor or even great Trevor, elite Trevor. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I kind of agree with you on that aspect. Uh, you know, again, you know, when you talk generational quarterback, that brings out a lot of expectations, obviously. Uh, You know, I don't think he's there yet. I don't Uh, think he thinks he's there yet. No, I don't either. And I think that's an advantage for for us. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I think he's going to get better and better. And and to me, he's improved right along the line here after that San Francisco game, which is kind of you know, everybody talks wake-up call, but in that case, it was, hey, we're not there. I better get going and get it going. And that, and that's really what he did last year. So, you know, I don't know if that's something in Same him. thing last year, right? Yeah, it's yeah. almost the same exact thing in a, in, in, after a, a, a loss that he didn't ugly play loss, very well. The Lions game, an ugly yeah. where they got blown out. Yeah, and to me, this guy uh, just gets better and better. He has all the tools to be exactly what that generational quarterback is. Right. But he hasn't demonstrated it all yet, and I I have confidence that he will. And and if you think about it, Coach, he's scoring with his legs. 
meaning the knee is not necessarily as much of a concern for him. It still might be a little concern, but not as much of a concern. He is playing not with like complete reckless abandon, but he knows his skill set, and he's now rushed for three touchdowns in two football games. I wanted to throw one more to Evan Ingram because I would have made some money off of it, but other than that, the guy is playing with that command, and this is kind of like that takeover feel that he's got. That's what he has, and and uh, I think a perfect example of really who he is now, mm-hmm. going forward, who he's going to be more, is that one throw he made where he threw a fastball, and you couldn't see that the receiver caught the ball yeah. until the play was over because <laughs> there were two guys right there, and he stuck it right in there. And to me... That's confidence, number one. And number two, that's the that's what kind of talent this kid has. Yeah. And it's just going to be a matter of time, in my opinion, before he demonstrates that on a steady basis. And the receiver that he connected with there was Calvin Ridley. Right. Who doesn't go over 100 yards. So the fun stat of whenever Zay Jones plays, Calvin Ridley goes over 100 yards. Unfortunately, that's out the window because he came up 11 yards shy. He catches a touchdown. He probably should have had two. Catches the ex- the two-point conversion as well. What are they doing with him over the last three weeks, Coach, that they weren't doing the previous eight? You know, I don't think they're – I think a lot of it has to do with uh, how the defense is playing him. Uh, I really do. And, and I think the addition of Zay uh, Jones makes a difference in how teams can play those guys. Uh, I think he's gaining a little bit more confidence each week as well. You know, remember – the guy was out of football for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of time. Uh, he has the ability to be a, a takeover kind of a guy. The thing that excited me the most about the ball game was I, I was looking at him just as an outside-the-hash receiver. You know, he made a big catch on the slant on one of the blitzes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, into the middle of the football field. Which he hasn't done a lot of. That's correct. And, and now I'm still disappointed he dropped a touchdown pass mm-hmm. or he would have – or uh, Trevor would have thrown over 400 yards maybe right, in right. the course of the game. There were a couple of drops, the one that Kirk had in the, in sun, the sun. And I've seen that before. Now, that's not an excuse. In Dallas, the, the oh, new yeah, stadium, <laughs> you got to know where, you're, where you are in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because, those obnoxious Cowboy fans think it's so God can watch his favorite team. Yeah, oh, well, yes. all I can tell you is the sun in, in, in about – 4.30 in the afternoon, 4 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon is right in one of the receiver's eyes. Yeah. So, no, I, I think uh, Ridley uh, has shown in the last couple ball games that he's coming on a little bit, and, and I think that's what you're going to see from him the rest of the way. Well, that I, would be great, right? What's that? I mean, that would be – Yeah. That would be like – because he, he he's different. Yep. No matter what you think about him, and he still makes mistakes. You, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time again last week. Yep. But he's different than the rest of those guys, man. He is. He forces – he puts defenses in conflict all the time. And I'm not sure they have another receiver that can consistently put a defense in conflict. Yeah, I think what he uh, – what he, uh, what I thought watching him in training camp where it was much simpler because the, the full game plan wasn't there until the last week of training camp. Right. He's a great route runner, okay? He hasn't shown that yet. Mm-hmm. He's getting sometimes there. he has sparingly he has yes yeah but yeah, not, the move on the goal line there. I thought for the touchdown this and, week and, was a good and, example and that is where I see the experience now because he does run a wrong route every once in a while yes. every single you know, at game. least two a, two a game yeah and 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 so 
I'm I'm going along with the fact that he's getting he's going to get better as he goes the same way Trevor is going to get better as right. he goes. And some of the reason Trevor might not be all the way there might be the fact that some guys aren't running the right route all the time. I don't I can't see that all the time, but I it, it is a possibility. But when you think about a coach First half of this game, which you know you need to take control of a game. There's certainly going to be comeback wins, but taking control is real important. Ten completions for 219 yards, that's almost 22 yards per catch. Right. That's dealing. Yeah, we need that. We need that. If you're going to score points in the league, you've got to get some big plays. Yeah. There's no, you know, you could, one of the problems, it's been kind of a plus and a minus because our defense has been playing pretty good mm-hmm. all, the, all along the way. And some of that is because, We've had a bunch of stretches where we've had 10, 11 plays in a drive mm-hmm. and then make a mistake or 10 or 11 plays and we only, we only we kick a field goal, right. whatever. My point there is that in order to score a lot of points, it's, it helps your defense to hold on to the ball, but it hurts your scoring ability. Mm-hmm. The scoring comes from That's big right. plays. When you hit big plays in a drive, you've got a high percentage of putting points on the board when that happens. Brian Ferentz said a few weeks ago the ideal drive is 15 or 16 plays, and I think that's the reason he is getting fired by the University of Iowa at the end of the season because it just doesn't – it's not feasible in modern football, college or NFL. One quick off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, and then we want to flip it on over to the defensive side in the next segment, Coach. This is from our good friend Bush Drive Rich, who wants your thoughts on the last play of the first half. Did you agree with the decision to go for it did you agree with the play that was called? He also wants you to put a little bird in Press Taylor's ear. Tell him there is nothing wrong with running eye formation or a broken eye. <laughs> well, there's about five questions in yeah. there. I, first of all, I wanted to take the points. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm old school. I don't like all the analytics. I don't like all that stuff. That's just me. That's what the game is today. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the fourth down attempts and uh, you know those situations – I would have taken the points. Now, the play call, uh, we are just not very good unless we run a quarterback sneak with a quarterback jumping over the top of the blind. That's the only one we've got because we are not good at running right at a defense, especially in a goal line situation where guys are coming off the football defensively. Right. Now, so do I like the fact that they they might have tried tried to go off tackle? They really didn't try to go outside. It was a toss, but it was – they were trying to get off tackle. Mm-hmm. And and the problem was they uh number seventy seven missed the missed the block. The guy came through and forced him deeper than he wanted to go, and then it didn't work. Now let me just end it with this, mm-hmm. okay? Say he kicks the field goal. Okay. Now at the end of the ball game, they're driving. We're up by six. Instead of three, okay? It's mm-hmm. fourth down and 12 on whatever yard line they were on. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? They are they going to kick it? No, they're going to go for it, yeah. which I thought he should have done in the first place because a kid never kicked one over 50 yards. Yeah. Well, they kicked it and didn't make it. Yeah. But if it had been six on the board, I'm not sure they wouldn't have made it with that quarterback and have a chance to go down and win the football game by one at the end of the game. My point is, it's great to question whether or not the decisions are made, but the decisions, I heard Doug on his press conference say, 
there was a logical reason for me making that call mm-hmm. in his mind, yeah. and he's the head coach, and that's the decision he made. Yeah, and that really is what it boils down to. And like I said, I I think regret aggressiveness can be rewarded, but it also can burn. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's it's, the whole it, idea. It's great if you do it yeah. right. It's bad if you do it wrong. And maybe that's, it was a bad it. play call. Good yeah. idea, bad play call. Oh, no. But I was scared to death that they were going to go for it on the 4th and 12 because at that point in time, That would have been scarier know. than the field goal. That's and, exactly right. You didn't know. And by the way, don't think D'Amico's not getting second-guessed on 4th and 1. He one. is. Uh, you know. He is. Oh, the two, the two passes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One yeah. for the takeoff to Schultz yeah. where he overthrew yep. it. Yep. And that was a big decision. Those are decisions. Yeah. There are four or five plays in every game, Joe, yeah. that make the difference. That's one of them. And just, you know, going back to like we, we had this discussion yesterday, I'd rather take that chance right before the half than what D'Amico did at the end of the game because he was trying to get a game winner as well. Yes. And it just didn't work. Yeah, and, so, and, and in your uh, plus mm-hmm. is the fact that if he makes it there on the goal line, that could be a knockout blow yeah. because now you could score – and then get the ball back. The momentum's on your side. Yeah. You score again. Yeah. That game is a whole different ball game. So it's 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 uh, it's arbitrary. Yeah, I love we it. We won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we love it. We love it. All right, Coach Campo, hanging out with us. We will keep it going. Jaguar fans, Duval Nooners, you can hit us with a question on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure six four one ten ten. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Housekeeping note for those of you that will be in attendance next Monday night when the Jaguars host the Bengals in their first Monday Night Football game since 2011. It is officially a blackout at Everbank Stadium, but there's a twist, boys. Mm -hmm. If you have the Jaguars app, and if you don't, you, you probably should get it, make sure you have the latest version, so update your app. Yep, 2023. When you open it, you'll be able to see lock it down and light it up at the top of your home screen. You'll enable microphone and camera, and this will allow your phone to sync your flashlight to the light show music at the beginning oh, of the that, game. That is great. We we've had we had a couple of those when we were in the Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic when you watch like it back that. on the on the screen and everything. It's neat. Really, how very college of the Jaguars! Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, it's college. It's a uh, what a winning like team it. that plays in prime time gets yeah. to do. It's what like happens it. when you get to play night games. Which it was funny, Coach, because I actually was on a I was doing a call in for a station down in South Florida, and the host said something to me about like, oh, well, you know how late night Monday night Sunday night games are covering them and being there till two. And I I, I said to him, I go, actually, I don't. Yeah. I have only ever covered outside of Thursday night football. Two primetime games, and they were both last year, and they were both on a Saturday, the Titans yeah. and the Chargers, and then obviously the Chiefs game too, but that one was a little bit earlier. And so yeah. I was like, no, this is a very, very uncharted territory for the Jaguars, for myself, and for so much, so many of us in Duval. Well, I'll tell you what, this is exciting because uh, I feel as much excitement for the fans mm-hmm. in this town as I do the players because the players, you know, they're going to be fired up. There's no question, but the I loved this town back at the playoff game. Yeah. And the Titan game, to be honest with you, at mm-hmm. the end of the season last oh, year. Great. That was a playoff game. Oh, that was fantastic. I went down to the Bold City Brigade mm-hmm. pep rally. I'd never been to a pep rally. I was in the stadium when they were going through <laughs> stuff, and it was fantastic. Mia was uh, happy enough right to show me it. around. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Yeah, which is just great. All right. Now, before we get back into the defense, let's just stay on offense and – 
record setting and how good it is. And let's do a bold fact, uh, JJ, because this is this is a good one. It'll, it'll take you back. Here's a bold fact brought to you by Bold City Brewery, Duval's first craft brewery. Online at boldcitybrewery.com. Taco Tuesday at Bold City Brewery. That's what you like to hear. You definitely can enjoy that along with all their great craft. Just make sure you drop on by. Now, they've got the production house on Roselle in Riverside rolling. they got Bold City downtown. So when we talk Monday Night Football, make plans to be down there and just sample some of that great craft that they've got. So they bring you the bold facts. So Trevor Lawrence, we talked about how great it was with his play. Not only did he rush now three touchdowns the last three games, he had four completions of 40-plus yards. The most by a Jaguars quarterback since. The most by a Jaguars quarterback since. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles or Mark Brunell. All right, I'm going to say yes to Mark Brunell, and now let's see if we can get to the real exercise. Mark Brunell in 1996 had four completions of 40 yards or more. In fact, I'll tell you who it was against. It was considered one of the greatest games this team's ever played. It was against the New England Patriots. It was in... Foxborough. It was not the championship game, but it was a great game. So, who did he throw those four footballs to over In 96. yards? 1996. Well, one's got to be Jimmy. One's got to be Keenan. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Kyle. In 96? Was Kyle Keenan here Brady? in 96? Yeah, Keenan was here because he had the catch against the Broncos. I don't know if a tight end had a 40-yard completion. Yeah, not Freddy. in 1996. Freddie's got to be one of them. Freddie wasn't here yet. Us. Well, it wasn't until 98. Right, 96, yeah. that was 97, right? Or 98. So does yeah, that mean, uh, uh, what's his name, Natron? Natron? Uh, who's the other back? James, Jimmy Stewart, maybe? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart, maybe. All right, so I'll get to this quickly, just so we can get back to what we were talking about. But Mark Brunell had four passes of over 40 yards. No one's done it since. Are you going to tell me four, all four were to Jimmy Smith? Is that what you're no, going to say? No, Jimmy Smith was on the receiving end. As I look back at Pro Football Reference, which is just incredible, they still have all this stuff. I'm going to give Jimmy credit for more than one of them, okay? Because his long was 51, and it was a 400-plus yard passing day for Mark Brunell. The others that were over 40 yards, the great Willie Jackson. Nice. 58-yard catch was his long that day. Went for over 101. The other guy went for 115 on four grabs, including a 61-yard reception from Bad Moon Rising. Andre Rising all the way back then. That's a pretty cool, bold fact right there. That was Mark Brunell. Mark Brunell's highest in a season was 20 touchdowns. That was the franchise record. Anyway, he balled that day. I'll tell you what, Those speaking of balling, those three generations of those Jacksons, yeah. All oh, yeah. Yeah. Willie and Terry. Dad, Willie and Terry, and now his. And now it's, the son. It's, uh, it's, it's Willie's son, right? I thought it was Terry's, but it might be. I, I, don't, know, I don't know whose it is. but it's, I think it's Terry's son because he's wearing 22. Okay. Yeah. Unless both. Did both no, of them? Willie did too. Yeah, yeah they did too. Right. <laughs> what do I, I think know? They all wore 22. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. What do I know? All right, let's get back to the game. Yes, defensively, um, although this is, I guess, offense too. Uh, we just had a nooner text in coach and ask about using Roy Robertson Harris as a full, Harris as a fullback on those one yard on the goal line. So I think uh, much of Duval shares your concern when it comes to the short yard situations and perhaps watching Jeffrey Simmons score a touchdown at the bank last week, maybe 
played some influence into that. Um, but honestly, I mean, the defense is playing so well. Is that going to have to be their their best offense? <laughs> Not in the way that we usually say that. Yeah. We don't like to go under the center with the quarterback. So, to me, that's the problem. Because now all of a sudden you, you got your quarterback taking snaps, which he doesn't do very often. And, and you know, now they're going to have to do something. Because we are uh, – and I've said this before, but I heard uh, Jeff Lagerman earlier today make the statement. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be really physical from a two-point stance. I think I said that the other day. Yeah, you were talking about you noticed that difference. Yeah, and, and to me, when they're in short yardage and you know they got to get it, you could throw a play-action pass if you want with the guys with the hands on the ground. Get the hands on the ground and let them come off and go get somebody. That, to me, is probably the best thing we could do. And, and again, I'm not over there. I, I'm not in it with their thought right. process and this and that. But, you know, just to say, oh, we're going to go to the perimeter, that doesn't work a lot of times because those guys on the end are coming. You know, they, they don't have to worry about anything. When that ball is snapped, in a short yardage situation, they are coming full speed. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to see run pass anything else. And a lot of times the penetration at the perimeter ruins the, the wide play as well. So there's a, there's a, comes a point where you have to run the ball right at them. Now, if it's a fullback, I'm all for it, whatever they got to do. But I would put their hands on the ground in short yardage situations. Would you, that's what I'm saying. Would you like move? Even even if it's I don't know if it's strange moving to like an H back or even a fullback, just give them a lead blocker. Even yeah, yeah, I think that's something that they they can could you, possibly can do. you do that midstream midseason? Can yeah, you? I mean it's it's kind of hard because you know you those are things that you have to over. work. Yeah, yeah. You know that guy has to figure out. You know who am I blocking in this scenario here? You know there's a whole bunch of guys in there. Yeah, it's not like a so tight you, end knowing I got that defensive end. The fullback has to look and say okay. This is my gap, and this is the guy I'm kind of looking for. So what you're saying basically is you are who you are right now. Yeah, right at this point. I put the hands on the ground and let them. them I'm just glad a fullback didn't score this week. That's what I'm happy about. Yeah, yeah. And you can always run that play that they did with Simmons, you know. (laughs) So I do want to ask you on the other side of this timeout, Coach, uh, because in the last break you were quick to note to us that you think the biggest play of the ball game on Sunday, Josh Allen and the sack on the final drive for the Texans. So let's talk about Josh Allen, what this defense has looked like through the last two weeks. Let's also touch on the SEC schedule, which we got a sneak preview of for 2024 on the other side of this timeout. This is XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Before we wrap this Tuesday up with Coach Campo, Quick traffic update for those of you driving around Jacksonville right now. We actually got this on the text line, and now I'm seeing it from a couple of our news outlets here in town as well. Traffic at a standstill, 95 south from Phillips Highway until past Old St. Augustine Road. A lot of flashing lights zooming past. I know 95 north around those parts also slowed up. So make sure if you're out there driving, focus on the road. And maybe avoid that neck of the woods. A little patience uh, needed, but uh, the interstate, it's defying odds these days. It may not be the quickest (laughs) path of travel. All right. The quickest path of travel for Josh Allen getting to the quarterback the other day. Uh, He had himself a game, Coach. Yeah, that's probably the best game that I've seen him play. You know, and I I wasn't here uh, 
his rookie year. Mm-hmm. But not only did he get the sacks, but he harassed the quarterback yeah. a bunch. And, you know, he just, I think he had four or five tackles. He had a, four hurries and, and, and a couple sacks. Hits. Yeah, 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 a couple yeah. hits. Uh, it was a great game. And, and I think he's just getting better and better this year. And, and you, you know, I like to say, well, it's a contract year and all that. Maybe there's something to it. But I think the addition of the way Roy Robinson Harris is playing inside of him mm-hmm. and also Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker's getting better, guys. Yeah, he is. Now, yeah, he's, he is. Not, he's not there yet. But he's getting better. But you and I might be printing the T-shirts. He's halfway there. Yeah, well, all I can tell you is, look at I, I love to uh, get after Matt. He's my favorite guy. <laughs> I have admitted it. Really, I, I, get after him. I get after him. He's my favorite guy, yeah. period. No, no disrespect. All good. All <laughs> but, good. But all I can tell you is that Hendrickson has something like, what, five sacks? Hutchinson. Hutchinson, I mean. Yeah, I don't know what he has right now. Well, it's yes, he does. Yeah. Hutchinson, I think he's Hendrickson, got, it doesn't matter. He's only got a couple more sacks <laughs> than, than uh, Trayvon does. Yeah. So, uh, And I know Trayvon's affecting the run game and pushing the pocket. So I think that helps right. Josh. That's so the reason you, okay. I bring that you up. You mentioned Roy Robertson-Harris. He's really played well. He is. He's playing and, the best football and, and, I've right? seen. By the way, the fact that Devon Hamilton was a healthy scratch two weeks running, mm-hmm. he has made plays, and Gostas has made plays yeah. in and, the middle of that defense. Well, and, and Fadakasi. I mean, yeah. Yeah. they're front, Unfold. and they're going to they're gonna have their uh, work cut out for this week because they have to get the running game going. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, or we're in trouble, yeah. or they're in trouble. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So before we get done, uh, Matt, we need to sneak in. The SEC is unveiling their schedule. Like I said, they're running promos right now with Oklahoma and yeah. Texas in the loop. Yeah. So, so these are the games right now that ESPN revealed are going to be on. They're going to they're going to obviously show because ESPN is the is the main, the number one sole provider for F- SEC sports stuff. Texas A and M at Florida, September fourteenth. Tennessee at Oklahoma. September 21. These are the only ones that have been released so far. Mm-hmm. Georgia at Alabama, September 28. So before the first month of the season, Georgia and Alabama are playing. Mm-hmm. Florida at Tennessee, October 12. That's an interesting one. Alabama, Tennessee, of course, third Saturday in October. Georgia at Texas, October 19. So Georgia gets Alabama and Texas on the road. LSU at Texas A&M, the 26th of October. Alabama at LSU, November 9. Texas at Arkansas, November 16. Alabama at Oklahoma, another fun one, November 23. Auburn and Alabama, of course, November 30. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, November 30. So that game moves off Thursday and goes back to a Saturday. Oh, wow. And That's then, a shame. And then, and then. And then what? Texas, Texas A&M. It's back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. November Is that 30. a Friday? Love it. No, it's Saturday. Okay. okay. I'll tell you, that SEC is is strong now. When you the add Texas load. and Oklahoma to that mix. I'm just glad we're getting Texas and Texas and playing again. Yeah. Coach, it just means more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Matt, real quick, just because we've had a couple of Nooners ask, there's apparently some message board genius who's posting about Trevor Etienne and entering the transfer portal. Curious if you have heard I haven't any seen of that it. smoke. Haven't seen it, haven't heard it, but I will tell you what, I would not be shocked by it, nor would I be shocked if Trey Wilson went in the portal. So mm. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just saying, look, you have to look at these young guys Trey. who are talented and they're looking at another year of this. And if they're not bought into what's being sold, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, why would you not go find something if better? Eugene bolts uh, Hogtown, I, I will not be pleased. I will not be pleased. I love uh, what I saw from ETN knowing he's going into his junior year, but Trey Wilson needs to be sticking around uh, for just – 
I mean, but if you're Trey Wilson and you could go to Georgia and make a million a year, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Can he make a million in Hogtown? Yeah. Well, he, he might be able to, but, yeah. but what does that mean? Are you going to go there and win right. five games again? What you're or saying you going to go to Georgia is, and play for it all? What you're saying is get paid and win. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a big difference. Yeah. All right. Um, we got to get ready for the Frangie Show. Coach, we're going to fire up a Campo and Joe podcast. Absolutely. We will go Facebook Live right around 3 o'clock, so we hope you'll join us right there on 1010XL on the social platform. Uh, but we will say hello to the Francis Show coming up. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. We got Frank Frangie in the house. Frangie Show getting ready to roll uh, with your 1010XL hoodie on. What's up? Love these hoodies. This, yeah, uh, you know, good. Griffin just told me it's the Wimbledon collection. Mm-hmm. I, I like I the logo. I didn't know that. Did you know? You he wanted an all-white Wimbledon. That was his goal. So. It's, these are great the hoodies. The question, the thing you have to do, be careful of, ketchup. Yeah. yeah. Mustard. Yeah, hey. Barbecue salt, sauce. Salsa. Pretty yeah. much okay. anything, actually. You have to be careful. Give it a, give it a left, great um, sweatshirt. I left one of our remotes, uh, and I had the 1010XL hoodie. The other yeah. one yeah. dribbled a buffalo wing right yeah. down. I mean, right yeah. down. The I told whole Steve thing. when I had this, is a beautiful sweatshirt, but I, I sat like about five feet away from the table when oh, I was yeah. eating. I had the long arm thing going, you know. Yeah. So, so they go, How we doing? Good, Are we good. good. All good. All good. We're, we're keeping an eye on uh, what are we watching? Trevor Etienne may or may not have entered the portal. Shamar James, Trey Wilson. Is that the world? Everybody's monitoring the situation. Are they, is there Billy's work? got a firm grasp on what's going on. He's got he, a firm grasp because he's fired Corey Raymond and Sean Spencer. Yeah, is there, by the way, is there a word that they, those guys are in the portal? or that, just, that There's could smoke. Be making a decision. Okay. Yeah. I would recommend that they don't let Trey Wilson and <laughs> Jamar James go. Because, yeah. look, they, I would recommend if you're going to let one of those people go, yeah. one of those two, yeah. your coach, you might yeah. want to let. Yeah, they got, they got 85 players on scholarship, right? They got like four good ones. So, so you don't want two of the good, two of the four yeah. to go, do you? Uh, that would uh, the. Oh, well, that thing's a real crossroads. I mean, it really don't you? Oh know? yes, I mean, yes, I mean, yes. Because I mean, you know what happens, Frank? If you have defections inside, you'll have defections outside. Yeah, we're going to talk recruits. We're going to yeah. compare this a little bit to the Jaguars. Every time you can say every time you get a new coach, you're at a crossroads, but you're really not. It, they're different. The Jaguars were at a real crossroads after Urban. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they not before, but mm-hmm. a, after Urban. Okay, you've tried Urban. You tried, you tried the work. guy. We all th- I thought yeah. he'd be successful. I'm not going to lie. It's easy to say now. I thought he was going to be good. Yep. And so now you're at a real crossroads. Mm-hmm. Shad was at a real crossroads. That's why it took so long. Some of the, the, the a lot of the people on Twitter wanted left which. A lot of you know it took forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember how long it took? How long? Oh it yeah, took? it took five weeks. Trust but, me, I didn't sleep for five weeks it, because it was such a crossroad. They were at a crossroads yep. and they got it right. Yeah, and they got it right. So, but that that's a so I think there's that's where the Gators are now. Not because there's a coaching change. Yet there might be, yet. but but there's but the point is there. I mean, this is a crossroads for them. Well, you the know? good yeah. news, Frank, it doesn't it, have to be while you're coaching. They could be drifting into the uh, college football abyss. The yeah. good yeah. news is that Shamar James just tweeted, "Don't believe rumors." Yeah. with a laughing emoji. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, the, well, here, here's the thing, too, Maddie. You know this better than I do. A lot of it comes down to how much NIL money you're getting, of right? Of course. I mean, yes. the, did you see the story today? That's why the, the yeah. Washington State quarterback. Did y'all talk about this. The Washington State quarterback offers, yeah. has, of a million dollars each, yeah. ten ten offers. Which JJ's is just nuts. counting down the days yeah, until yeah. he's a cane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, ten offers for a million dollars. Yeah, so and we're gonna the, talk about so that. One of them's yeah, And you hear all the shatter now because when is it? December first, right? Yeah, it's a thirty day period. So, so we're gonna talk about all that today. Comes up today. Denny Thompson's gonna stop. I'm gonna ask Denny about quarterbacks staying in, coming out, but Mertz and others. And and a question about the Jags: How far are the Jags from being the best team in the league? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I think they're very close. close? Yeah. Uh, their defense has done more to change people's minds yeah. than their offense. I, I don't think they're the best team in the league. I think San Francisco is the best team in the league. Yeah, me Trevor's too. Trevor's got to play elite. And, and that's part of the conversation, yep. isn't yep. it? Is, yep. so, but, so all that coming up in a bit. Thanks, guys. All right, sounds good. Francis show coming up next. You will be able to tune in for the next three hours. But first. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. So my takeaway is a bit of a that as well. Arkansas vetting, hiring former head coach Bobby Petrino as the school's next OC. Of course, Bobby Petrino was also A&M's OC last year. In the words of Matthew McConaughey, sometimes you've got to go back to actually move forward. That is just beautiful. Takeaway, coach. Monday night football <laughs> in the in the bank. Yes, yes, Maddie. All right, my quick takeaway is: Does Jessica Durrell follow Bob Petrino back to Arkansas? Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my takeaway is: uh, Don't get off the Billy bus, please. Don't get off the Billy bus. I don't know whether I want him off the bus, but just don't get off the Billy bus. Uh, that is it. We are done. We've got the J Fun Radiothon tomorrow we hope all of our nooners will be with us making their pledges so we look forward to that we got a campo and joe podcast coming up in just a few minutes on facebook live so check us out there and thanks to beaver chevy and beaver toyota for bringing you today's show you can find them both online and on the lot they are there to wow you joe c me o'brien maddie hayes big sirs coach and jj